Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Episode 367, a ton going on. Trump, $354 million, Vinny. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Unbelievable. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, I was in Miami. I had a very good time in Miami. I met so many, so many. The fans that were in Miami, you guys were fantastic. PBD Podcast, Carbone, Nobu, St. Regis, Shopping, Endless stories. It was an incredible experience with the folks in Miami. Miami's got a lot of PBD podcast uh, uh, folks. No wonder you like to go to all the clubs in Miami because I'm sure you're treated Pat, royally I don't know no matter what you're where talking you go. About. Never been to Miami yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, never course. been. Never been to South Beach. Never been to clubs. Never been to Soho House. Nothing. Nothing. The, listen, this whole act we put up about Adam being a playboy, it's actually a lie. That was Tom. He's Tom. the shyest guy in the world. Anyways, um, okay, stories. Navalny is no longer with us. What happened? A lot of stories behind it. Kevin O'Leary responds to what's going on with Trump in New York, and it's not looking good for the business folks in New York. But guess what? Cohen had something to say about Trump in New York, which kind of calls out all the establishment candidates directly and indirectly, which we'll get into that as well. Truckers in New York, all of a sudden, they're like, look, man, I'm not doing any loads to New York. Uh, It's just I'm done with this. We're not going to be doing it. This guy that's the biggest truck driver from New York who says 95% of truck drivers in New York are Trump supporters. They don't want to do any loads into New York, so we'll see if anything's going to happen there. Migrant stories is uh, escalating. By the way, I'm going to tell you a story that Vinny's brought up to my attention, which doesn't seem real, okay? Immigrant from Hong Kong (laughs) becomes first non-U.S. citizen appointed to San Francisco Election Commission who doesn't speak English. I mean, he says... Doesn't speak English when you see this video. They have to do captions. And she is here from Hong Kong, choosing election in San Francisco, state of California, ran by the great governor. Oh, the, 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 he's Potent- a winner, right? Potential, a- potential future president. No, you never know. Yeah. This has to be a movie script. No, right? it's real. It, it doesn't sound like it's a real story, but it's a real story. California theft is not slowing down. Uh, Archdiocese of New York condemns scandalous. Uh, sacrilegious behavior following trans activist funeral. Adam's got thoughts. What do you see the video, by the way? They're telling me this video that is is absolutely crazy. I haven't seen it. What they're telling me on what these guys were screaming in. You, you have to watch the video. Yeah, I haven't seen Sunday it. Sunday church. I, this is what's happened. I, I haven't reacted to it. I'll watch it for the first time with the rest of you. Uh, uh, more stories with... Uh, um, uh, Bill Maher reaction to sanctuary cities saying immigration isn't good for U.S. and the current system. Texas Governor Abbott announces border military base to combat flow of uh, immigrants, migrants facing community pushback. New York City Mayor reverses plan to house migrants in luxury building. A little bit of common sense is huh, uh, sinking in there, which is, uh, which is uh, g- uh, good to see. Inflation struggles pushing blue-collar workers to vote red in November. And then Bill Maher says Donald Trump is not Adolf Hitler. Okay, so we'll see who he's talking about. It's always good By the way, a, a list comes out, an expert of presidents, which you guys don't know this one. I'll send it to you, Robin. I'll share it with you. They, they ranked the greatest presidents of all time. 
and the worst president of all time. I actually, before I even show it to you, the, by the way, these are experts. The Hill wrote about it. New York Times wrote about it. You know, uh, NPR wrote about it. I want you to think where they ranked Biden <laughs> okay. and where they ranked Trump. It's absolutely fascinating. Okay. And where Reagan ranked is also fascinating. <clears throat> we'll, we'll cover that here in a minute. Uh, uh, we'll have some fun with that part here. Let me see what else I got here. Um, let's go to a couple on this side. So open AI Sam Altman blows minds as he shows off the text to video AI. Rob, if you got that video, that's crazy. Let's have that when we show it to everybody else. Elon Musk in a private DM to someone said, you are dead to me, mm. dead to me. You know who he said that to? Yeah. Matt Taibbi, Matt Taibbi Twitter yeah. files. So what's going on over there? Carl Icahn dumps $700 million in Apple stock as iPhone bets sours. And, and Tom even says there's rumors that the older iPhones are better than the newer iPhone will cover that. Disney board doesn't want you to know something. You know what that is? Mm. They want to hide the political donations spending on sex changes from shareholders. Docs reveal. And this is from the Daily Caller. Why doesn't Disney want us to know about this? Who knows? Maybe we'll cover that. Gen Z rejects financial guru Dave Ramsey's advice to live debt free. Gen Z says self-care is extremely important. Aww. Can you imagine? That's so sweet. 7% mortgage rates are back, but fear not. Rates will fall in 2024. Economists say market watch. Americans staying put. Percentage that moved in 2023 hit record low, meaning people are no longer moving from state to state. A woman in Michigan using credit cards to trick allegedly stole $800,000 in rented designer goods. Uh, <clears throat> and um, a sad story here, no matter who you are, son of the... YouTube, former YouTube CEO, found dead in UC Berkeley dorm, uh, school officials say. And apparently it had to do with fentanyl, which we'll get into that. That's, I mean, affecting everybody. Uh, total uh, sad story. Unfortunate to see that taking place. Capital One ends up buying Discover, which Tom's got an update on that. And we got a Bill Maher reaction with Van Jones. And let me see what else do I have here. The View, Tom, Tom, uh, but Rob, did you find that clip with The View? Which <laughs> The View says it's a bad idea for Biden to debate Trump. Apparently, they think they should do whatever they can to not put those two on the same stage uh, and not have any kind of a debate. So having said that, let's get into a couple things. One, uh, the complaint of the weekend I got was the following. Hey, Pat. I would have bought a VIP ticket if I knew you guys are doing a podcast with Chris Cuomo and Candace Owens, but it's sold within the first 17 minutes. And I want to go to the back of the cigar lounge. I want to go to all these other places, but I cannot. Okay, there's nothing we can do about it. And I say it every single time. That sells out first. It's the most expensive ticket, and it's the first one to go because it's so much value for because you're hanging out in the back, networking, meeting people. Here's what we're doing. I got two seats I set on the side which means you're going to sit with the staff, not with everybody else, but it's VIP, meaning front row. This is $500 seats that we'd sell. But I told you earlier that this year's goal, we want a million people to sport future looks bright and confuse the shit out of people in a time that's strange times, tumultuous times, scary times for many, market, economy, business, politics, election, you know, them talking all about viruses and putting all these fears into everybody. We want to inject hope. We want to be paranoid, but we want to inject hope in everybody's minds. We even had a guy, uh, uh, I don't want to say the name. He's a billionaire who watches the podcast, ordered a thousand Future Looks Bright uh, shirts. No joke. He ordered a thousand Future Looks Bright Shout out to shirts. Him. Specifically shirts is what he ordered. And uh, we're getting a lot of people that are wanting to support that message of Future Looks Bright. 
So here's what we're doing. Anybody that places an order of $100 of Future Looks Bright gear. So if you're looking at this here, Rob's showing it. We're going to put the link below. This is just the Future Looks Bright gear. Order, uh, place an order of $100 or more. I'm giving away two tickets, two VIP, two Candace Owens, Chris Cuomo, live in the studio here in the flesh. And you'll go to the back at the Cigar Lounge. We may even give you a tour of the office here that uh, we run out. We may even bring you into the podcast set that we have here. Anyone that places an order for $100, we will not be announcing the winner between now and next Tuesday. So today, Thursday, we'll go out and place your order, $100, and we'll do a raffle to give two VIP tickets to the Cuomo Candace Owens event. Having right. said that, let's get right into it. Okay. Tom, uh, Rob, so if you can pull up that tweet and pull up the first video uh, um, with Trump slams total sham $355 million fraud ruling on campaign trail believes decision will make businesses leave New York, no victims, no damage. And here's what the story says. President Trump rallied against lunatic Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Angeron's ruling after he was found to be inflated his net worth by billions to secure favorable bank loans. The case is a complete and total scam. It's a sham case. There were no victims. This is merely an election interference ploy by crazed attorney general working closely with a very bad judge. As a result of this decision, businesses are going to leave New York State, taking thousands of jobs with them because they can't subject themselves to this. And by the way, if you have the video, just play the video, Rob, on what Trump's talking about. Again, $354 million he's asked to pay for no crime. There is no crime. Three hundred fifty-four million. Rob, play this clip. And it can be as much as four fifty with interest, is what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and play. Very sad day for, in my opinion, the country. A New York State judge just ruled, and he's crooked as you can get. And a lot of people expected something like this, but not for the amount. Uh, but this is a very dishonest man. This is a man that's been overturned already on this case four times. But a crooked New York State judge just ruled that I have to pay a fine of $355 million for having built a perfect company. Uh, Great cash, great buildings, great everything. It affects New York. It's mostly talking about New York, where we have a totally corrupt attorney general. She campaigned on the fact that I will get Trump, I will get Trump. Everybody's seen it. Letitia James, they've all seen it. Well, we'll be appealing, but more important than that, this is Russia, this is China, this is the same game. All comes out of the DOJ, it all comes out of Biden. It's a witch hunt against his political opponent, the likes of which our country has never seen you can before. Pause you right see here, it in third can you go to the tweet? For some of you guys that are wondering, what does this really mean? Let me kind of break it down for you mathematically. This is purely math, formula, numbers, so you know how this thing works. So let's go through it. If you can open it up and zoom in a little bit. Let's do the math, okay? Nice. President Trump has been ordered to pay $83.3 million. That's for the, the uh, what's the girl's name? Whatever her name is. Uh, um, the crazy blonde yeah. chick. Psycho. Yeah, her name. 83 Stormy point. Daniels. What's her name? Stormy Daniels. No, not no, 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 Stormy Daniels. Daniels. It was the other lady. Eugene Carroll. Psycho. $83.3 million for Eugene Carroll and $354 million for this uh, uh, inflating your uh, net worth. It's a uh, combination of uh, combined for $437 million, including interest. It could be another $100 million. His net worth is estimated to be between 2 to $2.6 billion. That's estimated to be 21 to 27% of his net worth. However, 
Experts have claimed that Trump has somewhere between 600 to 700 million dollars in cash. Trump himself has said he only has 400 million dollars in cash. I know only sounds like, uh, well, this guy's a rich guy. Not in this kind of a context. This may seem like a lot of money to the average person, but not when you're being asked to pay 537 million dollars in damages and interest. This doesn't include the legal fees that have been piling up as well as the fines his two sons received. If he chooses to appeal, he would have to secure a bond by putting up 10 percent of the total amount owned, which would be 44 million dollars, which he may not get back. In other words, this nonsense decision and insane dollar amount by the judge could deplete his savings anywhere from minus 137 million dollars to 163 million dollars. Love or hate him, this is what it means. 30 years from now, a woman can come out and falsely claim allegations against you, and if the judge hates your politics, they will believe her and make up any number to destroy your life savings. And number two, if you build your wealth through real estate and pay back all your commitments to banks, buyers, and sellers, a judge who hates your politics could make up any number to deplete your life savings and prevent you from doing business. So what does this mean to capitalists and those with aspirations to run in the future? Number one, scare the crap out of great future candidates. Number two, eliminate anyone's family from supporting their father or mother from running. Number three, distance family members from those who chose to run to avoid being sued. Notice which of Trump's kids got sued and who didn't, who distanced themselves. Make the candidate rethink why they ever chose to run in the first place and ruin the lifestyle of the rich and famous they once had. Or last but not least, it could energize an entire new generation who love America to realize how much trouble she's in to fight like hell and defend the values this nation was built on. This requires a certain level of courage that wars can't describe. This won't be a fight for everyone. You're going to have a few screws missing in this fight. But what is freedom worth to you? That's the most important question one has to ask. God is good. Future looks bright. That's what this really means. And the audience reacted to it. Roll up a little bit on this tweet. Uh, the amount of uh, commentary that this brought up and uh, talking about it was absolutely wild. Tom, you see something like this. Okay, from one end politically, from another end business-wise, from third as a state, how does this impact politics, states, and business? This is a political, this is a political decision because you just look at three facts. One, were all the loans legally um, you know, obtained? Yes. Were all the loans paid off? Yes. So were any banks defrauded? Nope. So if the banks were defrauded, so the federal government didn't like bail out any banks the way they did. Oh, from coast to coast in 2008. No, no banks were defrauded. No taxpayer money went there. Uh, They're claiming that he inflated his net worth to get um, loans. You know what? Everybody in America that's got rental housing that rounds up, you know, you put your uh, say you put one hundred thousand dollars as your income. And that's true. But then you add 40000 for your bonus. But you haven't got your bonus set this year. You're doing the same thing. You don't have that bonus yet. Do you see what I mean? So every American that's ever filled out a form that estimates, well, my estimated bonus this year would be forty. And, well, what are your other homes worth, other assets you have? Well, according to uh, appraisals and stuff, they, but the market's up about 5%. So I think those homes are about worth 500 apiece that I bought for 430 a year ago. This is how real estate works. There's a lot of estimates in real estate. That's why you have appraisers. That's why you have underwriters that review all those things. There, this is what's called a victimless crime. I believe this is going to be appealed, and I believe this could get to the U.S. Supremes because there are a ton of people in New York 
And people can Google after the podcast, the mark to market laws, where the big holders of commercial real estate have to mark the value to market. And there's a lot of things happening that they don't like this year in commercial real estate. But this is a political decision. It's a victimless crime. All the loans were repaid. Not a penny of taxpayer money went to any banks or Trump himself. And they're choosing to use this to go after him and just go look at it. The attorney general made it a campaign promise. Okay, very political. And then this judge basically went out and said that I'm here for justice. So when you you look at all this and and then you see the, the outcome, so a political candidate got a victimless crime. Look at the people, and I know we're going to cover a story in a minute, who are coming out and saying, wait a minute, this is weird, because there's precedents hitting Benny, other people. what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> uh, Tom, amazing, amazing points. Uh, and I think, Pat, this is election interference that started from before he came into office, and it's still going how many years? Seven years later, okay? His son, Don Jr., actually posted something very interesting yesterday. He said they've arrested Donald Trump so far four times. They've given him 91 charges. They find him, and thanks for Adam saying almost it's going to be half a billion dollars before a single Jeffrey Epstein client has even been arrested. Isn't isn't that really interesting? They're going after this guy. I mean, maybe if he did go to the island, he'd be untouchable at this at this point. But when I see this, when I see everything that's happening right now, I lose all faith in the legal system. And you nailed it, Pat, when you said like I hope Americans, the average American, is paying attention. If they could do this. To a United States president, okay, you're nothing to them. You're legal people that are in court. And if they could do that to him publicly and do all this, you're, you are a speck of sand in the universe. You're nothing. And it's a scary, scary thing if they could do this in front of the public eye. And we all know what's going on. For the average Joe that's going to court, you have zero chance. If they want you, especially now with this political thing, they got you. So... Ultimately, this just seems like political overkill. So what do we mean? This attack, it's more than just on Trump. It's on real estate in general. So I tend not to focus on what the Trump loyalist sycophants who Trump can't do anything wrong whatsoever. Everything he does is perfect. I tend not I agree with to you. listen to them because they're completely dug in. And then whatever Trump does, it's... Completely innocent. He can't do anything wrong. I tend to listen. I certainly don't listen to the far left people that hate Trump and they don't think he can't do anything right. I tend to look at people in the middle. So when you see someone like Kevin O'Leary, who has not been a Trump fan, give a scathing rebuke on this. When you hear people in New York who have been competitors to Donald Trump for decades and they say things like, yeah, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. But this is a complete assault on the real estate business. As Kevin O'Leary says, this is one of the 11 sectors in the S&P 500. It's pretty scary. Look at the evidence. You know, you did a video a couple weeks ago where you were at the amazing $18 million property at Mar-a-Lago. Hmm. The only problem with that was it's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars because in real estate, you look up, you look at comps and all the properties around Mar-a-Lago, which are not asset income producing assets, income producing assets are worth 25, 50, 100 million dollars and at no way, shape or form to the level of magnitude of what is um, Mar-a-Lago. So this just seems like political overkill. It seems like, well, it doesn't seem like we know that Letitia James, Democrat, here's this video right here, PBD. You said, what were the numbers you quoted? You said it's either 18 million or 180 million. Right, what was the number? How much is this property? 
between 18 million to a billion and a half. Billion. <laughs> Sorry. Ask a judge in New York, 18 million. If you ask everybody in real estate in the area, they're going to say a billion and a half. Right. So Sorry, I, I undervalued it much yeah. like Trump undervalued some of his properties. It's kind of funny. In Ukraine, they have the same range when they do casualty but, analysis. But Adam, isn't yeah, it? Isn't it the, the, Adam, and those 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 other those guys that you're talking about in New York, they're scared yeah. because it could happen to them too, right? Well, exactly, because at, at this point, you have to put political partnership aside and say, all right, what's business? We could probably pay this, play this clip from Kevin O'Leary, but he gives a scathing rebuke. He basically calls New York specifically California as well, loser states. Sure. He says, why would I ever invest in this state? We no wonder how much money left New York during uh, COVID, $25 billion, $35 billion in tax revenue. So despite you not liking Trump, anyone who, who believes in the rule of law, believes in the actual doing business in states, is going to be shocked and appalled by some of these Play this clip. Play this clip real quick, Kevin O'Leary. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. Nice. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They are very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers. And that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Bergen. Those are okay. winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine Pause. people of New York. Mm-hmm. So he makes a very good point. I'll tell you a couple of things on, on what everybody said here. So, Tom, you talked about how you're going and getting a credit card. What's your annual salary? Roughly $300,000. What's your this, this, this? My net worth is roughly $1.8 million, whatever the numbers you're putting up there, right? You're mm-hmm. estimating. Okay. If you're selling a business, when you go through selling a business, what do you do? They ask you, what's your EBITDA? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you'll say, well, we make around $5 million. Okay, so you're saying you make five million. That's the number, right? Okay, that's phase one of the conversation. Okay, phase two of the conversation is, hey, NDAs. Let's see your pitch deck a little bit more deeper. Phase three. Now we want to do diligence. Now we want to actually see your numbers with your accountants on what they came up with. Here's what we have. Phase four. If it gets to a point that they're cutting the check that's going to be over nine figures, we're talking 100 million plus, you know what they do? There's something called quality of earnings. What is quality of earnings? It's called Q of E. 
the, the seller spends, how much money do we spend the first time? A couple hundred thousand dollars the first time? Oh, easily. Yeah, so you spend a couple hundred thousand dollars. An independent accounting firm comes and does your quality of earnings. They stay at your office anywhere between two to eight weeks, and they go through everything that you have. Then they come back and say, no, it's not $5 million. It's $3.6 million. Or they'll say, it actually is $5 million. Or they'll say, it's actually $5.7 million. But that's the quality of earnings after somebody professionally in accounting firm goes and does that. It's the same exact thing. Now, if you choose to buy my company at 30x my EBITDA, and you pay whatever, let's say you pay $150 million, right? Where maybe the market is 15x EBITDA, which you should have only paid, what, $75 million. Whose fault is that? The buyer's fault. You made the offer. What do you mean, you know, well, he inflated whatever he did. Yeah, totally get it. But this is a part about the buyer and the seller. It's absolutely ridiculous. So let me talk to the business people in New York real quick and, and, you know, kind of taking a a different perspective. If you're in New York and you choose to stay in New York to keep doing business in New York, here's what you have to keep in mind. What you're telling New York politics, because Hochul came out, and I don't know if you guys saw what Hochul said, if you have the clip, Hochul came out and said, this is not something that's going to hurt the business people of New York, because the business people of New York would never do anything like this. This is more for Trump because of it. What did Trump do? Go ahead. Break it down. Tell us. Tell us what Trump did, Hochul. Go break it down for us. No. What she's telling you mm-hmm. to the business people of New York, you know what she's telling you? She's telling you you're a little boy and you will never talk politics that opposes them. And that's wow. why you're not afraid of that. That's why they're not afraid of you because they see you as a little boy, mm-hmm. as a little boy that won't say anything to mommy and daddy because God <laughs> forbid, because you're a little boy who stays in New York. They don't fear you. That's what they're telling you. And Kevin O'Leary said it straight. Him and I don't have the best relationship together. We don't have a relationship, but he's 100% right. You people who stay in New York, who are business people, who are okay with this, you have one of three choices. One, it's called flight, freeze, fight, pick and choose. You flight, come to Florida. Bad news for the people in Florida. I know you want to buy a house. Valuation just went up. Okay, it went up because they're going to specifically for the higher market, not the low market. That's going to stay. If you have a $20 million house, it's officially a $22 million house because of this stupid decision. 10% overnight, my estimation. Again, to the Hoku people in New York and that judge in New York, my estimation, okay, is what I'm saying to you. You have three choices, business people in New York. You're either part of the flight community, okay? which flight community is going to go to a different place because if that place doesn't value you, come on down to Florida. Number two, you're part of the freeze community. You know what the freeze community is? The people that shut their mouth become little boys and don't say anything because, God forbid, they come after you and they find out what you did. And you know everybody has something in their closet. You, you know you got something in the closet. What's yours? Your closet may be, you know, a certain dealing that you did. Your closet may be a business deal you were part of, a girl, a something, a party, a cocaine, a past, a gambling habit. Everybody who has done business doesn't walk on water. There's something that you went through in the past when you were 18 years old, 22 years old, 17 years old. Heck, today, 12 years old. They will come back for you. They're going to find something, and they're going to come back for you. And last but not least, to the third community, if you're saying, Pat, I'm not leaving New York. You don't want to leave New York? I don't want to leave New York. No problem. Then fight. Get out there and say something like this. I cannot stand. Say it. Donald Trump, if you don't like Trump, 
But this is absolutely ridiculous, and I'm going to get behind this because this cannot happen. And talk to 50 other people, 100 other people, and say, we, if you love New York and you don't fight, you're okay with people leaving because they're going to leave. The policies in New York just officially told you they hate capitalists. They hate job creators. They hate people in real estate who politically are on the opposite side. That's what just happened to New York with these policies. So guess what? If you're part of the community that you can compromise your values and principles and just stay there because you just want to make money because money is your God, more power to you, brother. I'm not like that, and a lot of, not a lot of people are like that in New York either. The men I know in New York, the women I know in New York with a lot of pride, they're either going to fight and they're going to say this, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to a different state that's going to appreciate me creating business. This is one of the most ridiculous, pathetic things I've seen done in business, which sets a precedent. And if this stays, it's going to be applied in other places. FYI, this is not just going to be a New York thing. Watch this happen in California when somebody decides to go up against an opponent. This becomes a business model. If they win, it is a business model coming to every blue state near you. If you're in a blue state, this is officially a format they will use to destroy you. One, they're not going to realize long-term they're going to lose. They're not going to win long-term, just so everybody knows this. Policies like this long-term, you don't win. You win short-term, you don't win long-term. They're going to get their asses handed to them long-term. Why? Because there's a couple things that they fear, and that fear is always going to be men and women who believe in a higher power, God, men and women who have hope, and men and women who have faith, and men, men and women who have fight. Those people are not going away. You're just waking their asses up even more. And we come in many different shapes and forms. Some of us are white. Some of us are black. Some of us are Asian. Some of us are Middle Eastern. Some of us are 22. Some in our 30s. Some of our 40s. Some in our 50s. Some of them are billionaires. Some millionaires. Some only make 100 grand a year. Some poor. Some married. Some divorced. Some Christian. Some Scientologists. Some Muslim. Some atheist, but you just woke some of these guys' asses up that are going to come for you. And it's not the way you think they're going to come for you, but you're still going to lose. Legacy for some of the folks that are doing what they're doing in New York is absolutely going to be embarrassing. Someone in Hoko, someone in this judge's legacy is going to look back and say, that guy was my grandfather. What a sham. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment that they don't want to take your last name because of what you guys did in New York. So a great thing about, you know, bad ideas Sometimes it takes a few years to get exposed. Sometimes it takes a couple years for people to realize how terrible it was. This is going to take a couple years. But for me, to the people in New York, the fighters that I know that I talk to on a regular basis, the business people, the fighters, you say you're a fighter, show up and fight. Show up and say how you don't feel good about what just happened right now. Don't just do it privately in these private equity dinners that you go to and these VC dinners you go to because you're so cool and you have these dinners. Speak up. Speak up and say something. You know who you are? The players. Say something. If you love New York, say something. If you don't, you love money. Pick and choose. You're going to put whatever your next hand is you play, you're showing your hand to the world where your pride lies. In money, in the parties, in success, in state, in heritage, in country, in God. Tell us what you really stand for because the rest of the world is waiting to find out. There's a reason why some people are moving to these great states like Tennessee, like uh, 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 Florida, like Texas. Because that kind of stuff cannot be tolerated in some states where they say, let's go evenly, you know, equally compete and see what's going to happen there. Anyways, uh, that was my thoughts on this. It's very frustrating seeing something like this take place. 
And more importantly, it's, it's even more frustrating for the people that sit there quietly, not forget about the political people. I'm not surprised by them. I'm surprised by the people that are sitting quiet, not doing anything about it. I'll ask you one follow-up. Yeah. I mean, very rarely does people get fired up first thing in the morning. Usually it kind of takes you some time or maybe I make a comment that gets you worked up. But what was it about this specific story, this specific ruling, this specific ex-president that has you just fired up right now? It's not, the, it's not a president thing. You have to realize, to me, I, I, I fought more for others than I fought for myself. And I think we need to be like that. Flag carriers need to rise up. This is an era where we need flag carriers in America. Flag carriers don't just live for themselves. Almost most people just fight for themselves, and that's fine. And, and then you have the leaders who fight for others when something just doesn't make sense. If you're someone that's at a bar and a girl is being slapped in the face by her husband, you don't do anything, you're a clown. Yep. Okay? You're a Sucker. clown. If you go up there and you say, hey, bro, I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm not comfortable with this guy. Can you guys go over there? Can you please go over there? Johnny, can I talk to you? What's, what happened? You won't even believe what I found out. She's talking to her ex-husband. Bro, let's go for a walk, you and I. Come with me over here. That's your job as a flag carrier. But if you walk by, you are just as much as part of the problem as what's going on with that guy slapping a girl. To me right now, America needs to stand up and realize you, you, this, this whole concept of America is the greatest country in the world. You cannot let this happen to it. Period. You cannot let this happen to it. You have to protect it. <clears throat> protecting is going to take a lot of risk and some simply how many messages do we get when people say things like this man i'm i'm in a, a carbone this one guy comes up you know he, he knew you i think you guys went to school or something together and says hey man you know i love the fact that you're talking on behalf of some of us that can't talk you know they listen everybody needs to talk right now if you have influence of three people in your family you have influence if it's 20 people talk if it's 50 people talk if it's a thousand people talk, if it's a million people talk, if it's a billion people talk, do not be a coward and sit on the sidelines because you're worried about the friends you're going to lose, the contracts you're going to lose, the sponsorships you're going to lose. Just be respectful. Just be respectful because eventually logic is going to sink in and they're going to say, look, man, look what happened here with New York. What is Van, uh, what's his name? Eric Adams. Hey, what we're going to do is we're going to move some of the migrants into luxury buildings. You know what they say, New York? Here's what New York said. Hey, um, no. How about no? Yeah. How about no? I don't want these these folks that are coming here that could be criminals. I don't know their background. You're not doing background checks. I don't want them to be living here. Facing uh, community pushback, New York City mayor reverses plan to house migrants in luxury buildings. Reverses. So if people in New York fight this, imagine if all the PE guys, the major guys come out, the diamonds, everybody comes out united. We're not a Trump fan, okay? But we are against what just happened here. What if the judge has to reverse ruling on what just happened there? New York City Mayor Eric Adams faced community pushback. How many of these community people do you know, by the way, that you're listening to this? How many do we know? How many of them are famous? How many of them are big TikTokers, YouTubers? We don't know these guys. But community, we the people are more powerful than a Eric Adams mayor of New York. So he says, face community pushback over plans to convert an abandoned luxury complex into a shelter for migrants, prompting a reversal. Residents express frustration over lack of communication and concerns about prioritizing migrants over local homeless populations. With Tiffany Fulton of Silent Voices United Inc. stating, no, I don't agree with it. Turning it into a sanctuary for asylum seekers, knowing we have people right here that need space. Adams, now who is Tiffany Fulton? 
Can you pull up Tiffany Fulton? You ever heard of Tiffany Fulton? Nope. Do you follow her on Instagram? Nope. Do you follow her on TikTok? Nope. Do you follow her on Twitter? Have you seen videos of her? Go put Tiffany Fulton, New York, and, and go to images. I want to know what she looks like. I want to know what she looks like. Okay, guess what? Go to her, She's so uh, famous Twitter. that there's yeah. no one Tiffany Fulton there, but I actually yeah. want to give her credit. Rob, mm-hmm. Silent Voices. Tiffany Silent, Fulton, Silent Voices. Voices. Go to United. Silent yeah. Voices. Silent Voices. Silent Voices. Okay, go to it. Let's see what comes up. Is there a face for Tiffany? The second one said Tiffany. The second one said Tiffany. Let's see what she looks like. Is this the one, Silent Voices, New York? She doesn't have a photo up. I believe she's in the news clip that we do have, though. Is her face in there? Yes. Can you pull it up? I want to see which one it is. I just want to see what she looks like. Fast forward to her talking. Is that her? I agree with it. It turned into a sanctuary for asylum seekers. No, when we have people right here that Let me ask you a puzzle right there. Who do you think she voted for? Biden. 100%. Who do you think she voted for? If, if you were Adams. a betting man, Eric Adams and Joe Biden. she voted for uh, Eric Adams. 100%. Okay. And guess what she's Most saying? Most likely. I am not for it. Yeah. I am not for it. What is that called? It's called community pushback reversal. A mayor publicly humiliated by somebody that probably voted for him is saying, no, Mayor Adams, we're not okay with this. I think more New Yorkers need to stand up and say we're not for the, what The most happening. powerful word that someone can say at some point is no. No, yeah. we're not just going to give $53 billion to illegal immigrants. No, we're not going to. How much is it? $53 million. $53 million. No, we're not just going to basically shut down our public schools so migrants could live there. No, we're not just going to give them public housing. Yep. Uh, no. And a lot of times it takes people like that. So some of the people that are most angry about what's going on in New York yep. and some of these sanctuary cities, you know who it is? Black people. Of Because they're like, yo. What the hell uh, is going can on? Can we get a little help over here for ourselves? No. Uh, while we're struggling out here, or even any any type of people that are struggling right now, it's like yep. you're basically disregarding your citizenry for people who are not even American. Yeah. Vinny, go ahead. Well, go well, ahead. And Rob, Rob has a video. Pa- like with all the stuff that's happening in New York, okay, with all illegals. Crime, you know, the truckers want to pro with everything that's happening. I do, I want to shift it to a lighter note. At least at the end of the day, guys, there's New Yorkers that genuinely care about the citizens and they're out there giving meaningful and uplifting messages, especially about change. This is why New York is so good, Pat. Look at this guy and this guy's message really fast. I, I, you guys have no idea that I was going to play this. Go ahead, Rob, play that. This is New York. Look at this dude. Watch, Pat. If you're serious about change, just know you're going to go through some uncomfortable situations. Stop trying to dodge the process because in the long run, it's going to make you better. And don't forget that shit. You heard? I mean, at least this guys got a microwave listen, for a head. Say bro. what you want about New Jack York. At head. least we still have people like yeah. that out there trying to give messages for change because that's what needs to happen in New York. People need to change. Let me, let me go to the story guy. here, huh. and then I'm going to come to you guys. Helmet was 50 bucks. Abandoned microwave Rob, was free. Rob, you want to get that Bill Maher clip if you have it, uh, Sanctuary City one. Bill Maher, reaction of Sanctuary Cities uh, shows immigration isn't good for U.S. and with current system. Maher began by stating that some immigration is the lifeblood of the country. Later in the segment, CNN senior political commentator and former Obama advisor Van Jones stated, immigration is good for America, it's positive for America. Marden responded, not the way we're doing it. If you have that clip, Rob, uh, 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 go ahead and play the clip if you do have it. Go for it. Is this the one? Is it, okay, go ahead. Go, go for it. 
would also allow, I would imagine, that sanctuary cities, the, the hypocrisy was the, exposed there, because when they started to <laughs> send the immigrants to yeah, those cities... Said, Never mind. The, I mean, <laughs> Chicago. Sure, New York, sure. Yeah, they, some I, of the most liberal people are like, oh, this yeah, doesn't work mind. for us. Listen, I, 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 you're, you're, you're right on that, but I, let, me just say, let me just say something here. People have been coming here and gaming our system. That is true. It's like, it's like you know, somebody figured out a quasi-legal way to jump the turnstiles into the subway, and suddenly now the subway is full of people who didn't pay. That's what's going on at the border. People are jumping right. the turnstile, and you need to fix that. But to say that, that Joe Biden could do it unilaterally is just not, in fact, true. There are things he can do, but our asylum laws were passed by Congress. They were signed by the president. The courts have ruled. There is a chance to change it. I would love to see a smarter, better asylum process. Stop. I'd love the six oh. months. I don't want people, you know, waiting in, in, in vain with no ability to work. We could fix it. But here's the thing. Democrats gave up almost everything we care about to get something done, and Republicans slammed the door in our face. Oh, now the Republicans. Um, you know, said, that's why this guy won this race. We yeah. need no nobody applauds. Notice that. And if it's I could just true. correct, and now obviously other congresses have said the president can stop illegals coming in, but I do, I do want to correct one canard because this is a big argument on the pro open border side, and that is that the economy is better, the GDP goes up because we have more. No, that's because there are more people. That doesn't help us here. So, for example, say I move into your guest room, I won't be contributing nothing. I will be, your cable bill is going to go up, your water bill is going to go up, your heating bill is going to go up. But the GDP of your, of your household is going to go way up because that's all an economy is more people. So but immigrants coming in and taking health care services, that's food not. services, welfare, buying things, even if it isn't much, that drives the economy up. That doesn't help the people already here. It's, it's bad for yeah. you. There are it's winners. good for Ann. Well, like any big issue, there's winners and Rob, losers. This isn't a clip, it's true. The this people clip who are is just different. above immigrants on the economic scale, they always get fucked it, when immigrants come into the country. But that's the, that's no, the, everybody, all taxpayers Not everybody. No, this wasn't a clip. There's a clip that says immigration is good. It says not the way we're doing it, right? That was a clip. But So, so what are your thoughts when you see this here with immigration? I, well, uh, I, <laughs> The, the, the fact that Van Jones, and I have a, another clip that I'm going to play later from Pat, it's just just stop BSing yourself and BSing the rest of the nation. Just say we messed up. We had that attitude of bring everybody in. Oh, Trump's wrong about they're bringing in their worst and they're bringing in rapists and they're bringing in drug dealers, uh, drugs. It's all, it was all true. And I hate to say we told you so, but he told you so. And now it's due. We're at the point of no return. It's not stopping. We still, to this day, as we all know, the border is wide open. Everybody's coming. And that's the, when, they, when they tried to play that whole, oh, bring them, bring them to New York. It's backfiring. It's not working. But like you said, what, in four years, there's going to be over 20 to 22 million here. Guys, it, it's, the damage is done. It's, it's over. Tom, thoughts? We, we know what this was. This was an avowed plan. We've seen the numbers. Pat, you tweeted the numbers about these incredible numbers coming across the border. This was a plan to flood the mostly conservative southern states with immigrants to tip the voting rolls over time. And the southern governors started jumping into action, started saying, let's share you know, the United States, okay, if we're all united, let's share some of this. And they started busing them into other cities, and all of a sudden Chicago and New York are realizing, wait a minute, this isn't isolated. Well, hang on, New York, you lost electoral votes in the last census. We're trying to help you out and get those electoral votes back, baby. Here you go. And so what you see here is the plan to make a permanent, liberal, dependent, entitlement-driven 
um, populace that would be majority proof in election is backfiring as Americans are going, what the hell are you doing? You know, what are you what are you doing? And even if there was some modicum of heart and remember, Jimmy Carter had a modicum of heart, but he didn't realize that Castro gamed his ass and emptied the prisons with the Muriel boat left. That's what happened. And so what do I think here? This whole thing is backfired. And now the only thing they can do, will the Republicans slam the door shut? No, they didn't. You slammed the door shut. You ran to the Justice Department, told Texas, you can't put barbed wire. That border belongs to the United States, not to the state of Texas. So you can't put barbed wire on that border. Texas is like, I'm trying to protect citizens of Texas, who, by the way, are also citizens of the United States. So this whole thing is backfiring. And when you see someone like Bill Maher, he's actually pointing out that it's backfiring. And I frankly... I don't care if this was the wrong clip because I love it when Van Jones has to face logic and arithmetic and math. Those are three things, two things he seems to hate, logic and math. So sorry, Van. By the way, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're scheduling a visit to go to the Eagle Pass ourselves. Uh, we're putting a crew together, a very prominent crew. You were, you know, we, you were part of it yesterday when we were having a conversation with the three folks. And, uh, uh, and we're going to go see for ourselves what things are taking place. And uh, we'll give our POV from being there. But there's a couple things I want you to, I want you to, I'm, I'm staying on this here. Texas Governor Abbott announces border military base to combat flow of migrants. Okay, that's another person that's sitting there saying, look, man, we can't do this anymore. We're not getting into the military side. Greg, uh, Greg Abbott announces plan to establish a military base in Eagle Pass aimed at curbing illegal immigration, citing in Biden administration law border policy, the forward operating base to be built on 80 acre land along the Rio Grande will house up to 1,800 Texas National Guard uh, soultures and feature facilities for recreational chaplains, uh, uh, chapl- uh, chaplaincy. Uh, medical and psychological health. Governor Abbott underscores the significance of the base in bolstering border security operations, highlighting the challenges faced by dispersed National Guard units. He states, before now, the Texas National Guard had been scattered across the entire region in cramped quarters away from fellow soldiers. The new base aims to improve conditions for soldiers and enhance response to capabilities at the border crisis. Adam. Look, the hardest thing that anyone can do is uh, vocally say, I was wrong. Uh, my bad, I had it wrong. Because the last thing that you should be doing is doubling down on nonsensical, inaccurate opinions. And everyone has this problem. Where am I going with this? Uh, A lot of people were misled that walls are racist. (laughs) Or that IDs are racist. Or that Trump basically calling, you know, they're they're not bringing their best. They're really Uh, not. You know, these are bad hombres. What do you say famously? They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, and some, I guess, some are good are people. Yeah. Well, it turns out that he was actually right. Weird. And, you know, the media spun it as, walls are racist, how could you do this? You know, how could you mandate that someone needs an ID to vote? IDs are racist. And a lot of people um, hear this, and if they're anti-Trump, they're like, well, yeah, I guess that... I guess a wall is racist, but those same people, especially rich people, have walls around their house or have gates around their house or somehow, no matter how poor or rich you are, you're able to get an ID. Mm -hmm. You're able to drive with an ID. You're able to go to a liquor store with an ID. So why ID is racist? So this, 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 this narratives that are shoved down people's throat. And then when you're just clinging to your tribalist beliefs and you're like, well, obviously Trump is racist because he wants to build a wall, the wall, the Southern border. Anyone who's looking at it just completely unbiased must must be able to say, 
We used to have three, four, five hundred thousand people that come through our country a year. Now it's two million, <laughs> three million a year. What is happening here? And it, it'd be it'd be one thing to say, well, you know, Venezuelans are fleeing Venezuela. I get it. Okay, you know, we see what's going on in El Salvador. All right, we got to get it. Why are there Chinese people coming into our country? Why are the Iranian people coming to our country? Why are the Afghani people coming to our country? What is going on here right now? And it doesn't take a genius to be like something smells fishy around. Yeah, here. What, what do you mean? What, what, I, and you you killed it. You nailed it. And what? Terror, like known terrorists going. Soon you will know my. They're warning yeah. us that they're going. The to guy attack. from Azerbaijan. Yeah, they're you warning. will know my name. Yeah, so I'm like, actually. I'm so. Buddy, why are you here yeah, in this country? Right yeah, now? Uh, weird. As, as if it's a plan. And but, by the way, the, these people like this, Van Jones, they they could talk like this, and you nailed it, Adam. The guy is security, uh, armed house. The, the, there's a gate. There's everything. It's not affecting them. They're not in the city. Bill Maher is not in downtown L.A. with all the homeless and all the bums and all the crime. He's up in the hills. He's hiding up there with security. And he comes down and he does his okay, okay show. And then he goes back <laughs> up there. He's protected. These people are out of touch. Van, Van Jones has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And I don't wish nothing upon anybody. But I can't wait till it starts getting so bad where you can't stop these mm -hmm. millions and they start going up in the hills as, as they say and when they start it, messing with your only dumbass. only when it happens to you do you start to give up exactly because th what's happening in texas is every day every single week every month every year all of a sudden they show up in new york the double bird when they beat the shit out of the yeah. cops we're like hold on even michael rapaport was yeah. like Whoa, what's going on we, yeah. we've gone a step too far yeah remember when uh i think it was DeSantis shipped people up to uh martha's, martha's vineyard? vineyard and they were like no and they're like whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Here. we believed yeah. in sanctuary cities yeah. when it wasn't in our city I so it's a double standard and it's hypocrisy and, I think and you got to call it out. I think the military thing is brilliant. I think enough is enough. We are literally, this administration mm -hmm. with Mayorkas and Biden, all these morons, they are literally letting us get invaded. And now mm -hmm. think about this. Besides them suing them for putting up barbed wire, which stopped the flow by, what, 80%? Like mm -hmm. it actually worked. It wasn't hurting the agents as they lied. But like now, bro, now, just like Vivek said, put the mil Mm -hmm. it, it, we've gotten to the point where our own country has to individually put on National Guard to protect itself. So we are letting the Biden administration is letting an invasion happen. But it, I, it, what are we even yeah, doing? Here, here's the question, actually. And this is, you know, I, I'll give Trump praise here, but I'll also ask you guys a question. Mm -hmm. What's the likelihood this will be fixed? Because the resounding narrative, especially on the left, is that Trump doesn't want to fix this issue. Why? Because I alone oh, can by fix the, by, it. No, no, because he wants, but on, but he wants to run on this. Mike Johnson, who is the Speaker of the House, yeah. allegedly, I think it's actually Donald Trump sort of running what he's doing. The resounding narrative is that Trump doesn't want to fix this because he wants to campaign on this yeah, issue. So let me give you, and that's political. Let me give you my perspective on that. I don't think you're wrong that, you know, that fix is going to be there. But if I was to give the president feedback, mm -hmm. President Trump, there's nothing they can do right now to fix it. What's done is done. 1.9 million in 2021, 2.3 million, give or take, in 2022, 3.1 million in 2023. Mm -hmm. It's done. There is no fixing it. You think Biden's going to deport 7 million people, no, 8 not, million people? So meaning, yeah. even, even if they shut down the border and for the rest of the year they accept this many people coming through the border, it's still a problem because of what happened the last three years. So the problem is too deep that you can't fix it right now. The next person that becomes president, the pride's going to be to be the greatest deporter 
of all time beating out Barack Obama's record. The deporter in chief. The right? deporter in chief is what's going to happen next. Tom, what are your thoughts on this here? Well, the, the question you asked, you just read the story about Texas Governor Abbott. And I agree with the outrage that was articulated. But the question about Abbott, what do I think? I think he's doing the job he was elected to do. He was elected by the people of, of Texas to lead the state, protect the citizenry, and provide services for the citizenry. Those are the three things you do. You lead the state with programs that are necessary based on your, your current status. You protect the citizenry with law and order, proper regulations, all these kind of things that go there, proper ones. And... You run the budget, and he's doing his job. He's doing what he was elected to do, and he's being impeded. The question, Tom, is why didn't he do this two years ago? Why didn't he do this three years ago? Why didn't he do this a year ago? Why is he doing it now? Well, about two years ago, he was busing people. I I think this has been a progressive response by Governor Abbott. You think he's working swiftly? You think he's moving swiftly? No, I don't think he's moved swift enough. I think he's moved faster than others. But he was busing people out. He was raising the flag early. But could, could even Governor Abbott? reacted quicker yes but 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 here's the thing you talk about the damage has been done which i agree 100 percent. but what about the damage that is to come because think about it now they're going to be done this four years is done let's say a republican comes into office what about that middle eastern guy that's promising some terrorism what about those chinese guys that are here that have uh said that they're trying to go after our infrastructure and take down the grid the damage has been done but what's going to come of it Whoever's the next president's going to have to deal with, oh, shit, a terrorist attack. Oh, and it's going to happen under their watch. And it's going to no matter what, you look bad for what the, the presidency before you did. That, that's what I'm worried about, Tom, because that, that's agree. the real so, thing. That's not fear mongering. I agree with you when, when you're saying that, hey, look. The damage is done, so it, it, it's really going to take the next president, if it's Trump, or uh, clearly I don't think Biden's going to do it, to deport these people. But at the same time, how do you address the issue now? It's like the boat is sinking. We're not just going to buy a new boat. we got to fill, fill the hole in the boat right now. So how do we, do, how do we grapple how, with that? How, how do we? Who's we? Well, Congress. Let's just say that. How does Congress do this to fix it now? I mean, this is... <laughs> This is a this is a, a thing that Congress and president needs, need to be aligned on. They're not. The president is not doing anything about this here. How much attention do you think he's putting to this? If, well, if, if you were if you were to put a value on their top five, top 10 list purely based on behavior. OK, so, for example, mm-hmm. I can tell you hygiene is my top five priority as a man, but I smell like crap. Guess what? Yeah. I'm just saying hygiene, but I'm not yeah. really thinking slip about service. it. Exactly. Slip service. Yeah. So watch this. Based on how they're spending and investing money, do you think border is in their top five? No, I agree with you. I, I it, the, Like when Biden said, he publicly said, if they brought the bill to my desk, I would sign it today. But. You know, based on the track record, it's not in his top ten, not even close. Said no. the, he said the man open, that's the power. Of the he believes in open border policies, so, brother, but it the, is on Congress to bring it to the president the, to sign. But, but let's see if he puts his money but, with his mouth. But what's the point with Congress when they're coming out with a bill called a border bill, and it's 118 billion dollars of which only 20 billion is going to the southern border, <laughs> exactly. of which 60 billion is going to Ukraine, and then they drop the 20 billion, call it 95 billion, and just flat out come out and say this is the money we're giving to Ukraine. Wow. They're telling you. The Biden administration, Schumer, Pelosi, AOC, the border at Ukraine and Russia is more important than the border of U.S. and Mexico, southern border. Bingo. They're flat out saying that purely by behavior. Now, if, but it's on Congress to propose the bill. The president no, has like, the, the, the president, the president from the top has the ability to persuade Congress and say, hey, listen, 
What's going on at the southern, southern border is a crisis. I'll give you one thing here for you to be thinking about. Uh, what's the one thing everybody forgot about that happened a year ago that everybody was expecting the president to do that he just did this week? When he went to East Palestine? <laughs> East Palestine. When did East Palestine yeah. happen? Uh, two years ago? When no, did he, a year ago. A year ago. A year you know, when he, everybody was saying, yeah. when is he going to go? When is he going to go? When, yeah. we, all, we talked about a year ago on the podcast. You know when he visited? This week. Yeah. Last week. Well, in his defense, he thought he was uh, visiting the actual Palestine (laughs) and seeing Gaza. So So we got a little uh, derailed. February 3rd of 2023. Do you know when he... Can you get the exact date? There's a video of him at East Palestine. No, he was there this past weekend. Yeah. So he was there this past weekend. What's the point? That was an issue yeah. that America forgot about. First of all, what a, either his camp is trying to get him to lose, to bring it a year later to go there so he looks like a terrible leader, or they're delusional or, or absolutely not paying attention to what's going on and going and visiting now. So what's my point here? Yeah. My point is the border has been an issue for three years. Mm-hmm. When's the last time he went to the border? I'm actually curious. Did he, well, did he, did he even go? Our, our, our fearless vice president, Kamala Harris, isn't she the border czars? When she, did he go to the border? I don't know. If when I did, he, when did he go to Ukraine? Been, when did he go to Israel? He's when did he go to? He's been a bunch. When has he been to the border? Oh, so the U.S. border, who is more important to protect us than this. Joe Biden tours El Paso for the first border visit of his presidency. That was January 8th. So he went there a year ago. So a year ago is what? Two years after we already have 1.9 million, 2.2 million. Then he goes. Scroll down, by the way. You can see him meeting with Governor Abbott. A lot of people don't know that Governor Abbott is actually in a wheelchair. He is. Yeah, he had an incident that happened to him a few years. I think it's a tree or something that uh, uh, yeah, happened. It's, it's a, a, a terrible story. But, but yeah, you talk about it. If this is a priority. How much are you talking? How often are you talking about it? Yeah. How often well, are you driving it? His so, priority was an open border policy, and this is why in everything. many circles Biden is unvotable because he has basically been uh, detrimental not, not to according, American Watch your language. Yeah. Not according to these experts. I think you guys are well, – you have to pay attention uh-oh. to these – Rob, I'm going to send this to you. Let's see. Okay, according to these experts that you guys are not paying attention to, these experts who are historians – Historians? And they follow who is the greatest president of all time, Uh-oh. Rob. Let's see what I'm going to send here. this to you. By the way, before you pull this up, Rob, don't pull it up, okay? I want you to look <laughs> at it first. All right. I, I want you to say who is number one. Who, do, who did they have on the list as the greatest president this of all time? That, this is them? This is them. This is the, Barack Obama. the experts. No, it's usually well, no. Washington and Lincoln. Okay. So right at the top. You're right. Lincoln is number one. Who do you think, where do you think uh, Biden ranks out of top 40, whatever, 6, 40, 46, 46 well, it is? Where do you think he ranks? Who did the list you're talking about? The New York Times leftists. No, yeah, these, who these did are, the list? These are leftists. Of course. Five. Oh. Five. Where's oh, Biden? Leftists or liberals? Lib- whatever. Well, five. Oh, there's where, a difference. <laughs> they're liberals. Where do you five? think Biden ranks? Five. They probably got him top 20. Okay, so I'm you're saying say top five. 20. I'm saying five. <laughs> they love him. What are you going to say? <laughs> Where do you think they ranked them? <laughs> I mean, every in every circle just I run in, just what? understand that they that, that they love him. There's a phrase that we say. It goes Washington, Lincoln, Biden. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone knows that, guys. Well, where do you think they ranked them? If they have him in the top ten, I'm gonna fucking uh, freak out. Yeah, That's yeah, insane. Look at how much he's but laughing. Where do you think it should be? Where do you if think you got it should be? Obviously, somewhere yeah. in the lower third okay. of now, presidents. Me, so this is Biden. Where do you think they have Trump in as a top fifty? If you got Biden, if you got Biden, well, there's yeah. been, yeah. only been forty six presidents. Forty six presidents. 
Tr- they probably have him as number 47. Trump will be because thir- he's, number, Trump he's only will be, been 46. Trump they probably be, have Trump so below you're the, 46. Yeah. You're saying last place. I'm saying they probably have Trump below what do you last think place. They have, what do you think they have Trump at, Tom? It's called I'm retribution. Saying, you got Biden ahead of me. I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> so, but what do you think they have? On, I, I'm actually curious. I, these liberals, they probably put him at dead last. Okay. All right. So can you go pull it up, Rob? Well, I can't wait. So, so, although they really hate Paul Reagan. Paul ranks man. Biden as the 14th best <laughs> president of all time with Trump last. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Rob, can you, I, can I you pull up the ranking? Because right I sent you Trump. the link with the ranking as well. If you look they at your phone, I, I send you two links. The second link actually shows the ranking. If you go on this uh, uh, article, it'll actually link to it as well. Do you see, if you go, yeah, if you have it already, the way you can, yeah, that's, that's unfast. Unbelievable! No, you have, but, well, you have to see where they ranked everybody. That's what's comical 14th, about it. I Watch a, this. I'm go, feeling I'm about so to go to really that one right there. Off. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. They're right there. Number one is Lincoln. Then it's FDR, then Washington. Look, FDR got ahead of Washington. Oh, my God. The guy that came out with all the entitlement programs and started all the taxes oh, is Roosevelt, second place. Guy, Obama. Teddy Jefferson Trump. Look Rough at Obama. Look Obama. At By the way, Obama yeah, yeah. moved up nine. <laughs> nine. Horrible place. Eisenhower. LB, LBJ. LBJ is ninth How is place. LBJ above Reagan is six. Reagan after Biden. Ended the Cold War. He recovered the economy. Is that, is that Ulysses S. Grant? Oh my! <laughs> Reagan is below Biden. Come on, guys! This just, Yo, this, this Reagan is just turned over in his grave and said, "What the <laughs> no, hell?" Woodrow Wilson, laughing. who fumbled World oh, War One, is ahead of Reagan. Okay. Oh keep, by the God. way, look at. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going there. So Carter oh, is twenty second. Carter is twenty second. Keep going. Look at this. Four twenty seventh. Okay. Keep going. Oh my God, Keep, this going. Is Keep Where's going. James Keep going. Buchanan because he's forty four. Commonly he's known 44. as the worst president ever. But Pat, they, oh look, right above Trump, Buchanan. Hold on. Did they do this as a spoof or this is real? No, no. This, this is, is real. real deal. I don't know. Go okay, to the is top, that so Andrew then? Johnson or LBJ? It's got to be Andrew Johnson. Oh my God, this is brilliant. Franklin Pierce. I thought Benjamin Harrison. William Henry Harding. Rob, go all the way to the top. Let's see who did it. So go all the way to the top. Yeah, so the presidential projector expert survey was conducted online via Qualtrics from November 15th to December 31st. Respondents included current and recent members of the president's and executive political section of the American Political Science Association, which is the foremost organization of social science expert in presidential politics, as well as scholars who had recently published peer-reviewed academic research in key... These are not regular people. But this is academia. 525 <laughs> respondents and they, were invited to participate, wait, of which 154 many? did. 154? 154 usable responses. Yeah, so, but, so you know what that means? Even though the brilliant people, they all suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. How do you put him dead last? That's but, unbelievable. Can, can you just go to that rink again? Because th- there's something that needs to be established here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 400 of them didn't participate. Like, go to the very bottom. Just understand who James Buchanan was. James Buchanan (laughs) was pro-slavery. He was the president before Abraham Lincoln. He's commonly known. I think he was president from like 1857 to 1861. Fact check me on this one. Yeah, 1857. He was running on the let's keep America slaves again. That was his campaign. So obviously Abraham Lincoln, he was the, one of the founders of the Republican Party, came out, you know, Civil War, you know, Nikki Haley. We all know that Civil War was counted because of slavery, you know, hot tip, bing, bing. But James Buchanan was throughout history known as the worst U.S. president because I mean, he basically sided with the Confederacy, was anti-American and pro-slavery. Is there anything worse than that? Now, I know that Trump is Hitler these days, but yeah. yada, yada, yada. 
But this to me is completely laughable. <laughs> I mean, look at the photo. I mean, dude, 1800s, everybody had slaves. Look at them. Look at that guy. That doesn't say slaves. He didn't want to get rid of the slaves. I mean, that's everybody had a slave. So him and Trump right there. So but Trump, Trump, yeah. is worse. Yeah. Trump is worse than that. Guy, to my friends on the left, this makes you lose credibility. Oh, my God. It makes you look completely biased. So, you know, you but might be upset about they get invited to the parties. They get invited to the parties. That's and what's then if important. you go into deeper history, there's also things about James Buchanan and um, young boys. You can find that, too. Uh, and Why that, does Tom always know these salacious no, no, stories no, no, no. about it's young boys? Pretty terrible. Yeah, no. All right, let's go. Let's Tom, go. when you were in high school with James Buchanan, what was that like? <laughs> um, so stupid. I, no, no, no. It's Sam. Um, no. <laughs> he was going to go there, but he's he like, was. it's not a good one. All right, so let's go through a couple other stories here. You can bait me, Princess, but you're not going to do it with that one. All right, here's a, the, Rob, can you pull up uh, the uh, Archdiocese oh, of man. New York condemns scandalous sacrilegious behavior following trans activist funeral. And even AOC responded to this and gave a message about this. So let's let's go to this one here, Rob, if you can pull it up. Uh, Here we go. So in a statement, uh, Reverend Enrique Salvo wrote that the funeral of transgender activist Cecilia Gently was an outrage. The cathedral only knew that family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for Catholic, had no idea our, uh, our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way. The funeral, which drew well over a thousand people, sparked outrage after the funeral was focused on praying for transgender rights and access to gender-affirming health care. One video eulogy, which called the transgendered activist the mother of all... Well, just play the clip, Rob. If you, mm-hmm. if you, got you haven't seen this. No, I haven't seen this clip. It's going to piss you off. Cecilia! I mean, yeah, it's this guy piss. goes off. Uh, yeah, this is inside is. the yeah. church? This is Remind inside you, the church. Inside of a church. In St. Patrick's Church. Yes, in New York City. That looks like the Undertaker. Go ahead, play no, it. No, no, no. Make sure you show the big black man-woman yeah, as well. No, it's, it's one of the village people. This whore. <laughs> this whore. Oh, my God. This great whore. Yep. Demons in church. St. Cecilia. Mother of all whores. Is that the devil in the back? Look at the guy wearing the red suit. Is that the devil? She, look at the prick. What? Dude. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. If lightning struck in there, <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. What blasphemous shit is this? Mm-hmm. Do you have any other speeches? I mean, just when you thought New York couldn't get any better. I do have AOC on the House floor okay. uh, discussing... The, Dude. Uh, the woman oh that they're discussing. This is I, I, New York, right? Anything else? New York? By the way, these are the, the inmates running the asylum, ladies right. and gentlemen. The life and oh, there she is. Of beloved Queens community leader Cecilia Gentili. Cecilia was a beacon of hope for so many communities in my district. She was only 26 when she fled Argentina to seek asylum in the United States. She arrived in New York City in 2003 and lived her truth as a trans her woman. Her truth. She was finally granted asylum in 2012 as well, and she devoted much of her life to uplifting our trans yeah. and undocumented. So, wait, uh, so, so it was a guy, by the way, basically, yeah, yeah. a guy that came and yeah, living his truth I've, as an imaginary Vinny, you've girl. You've dressed up as a trans person before. For you, you know what it's like uh, it's to have a penis my uh, truth. Uh, hanging yeah. down there, but I, claim you're a woman. I appreciate. There's a big for, difference in the truth. And my truth. I still appreciate you for letting yes. me live my truth on this. On Anytime your show. you want to live your fake truth, you can live your fake truth oh my on, God. A, on my I'm going to real Starbucks. show. I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. But is is there anything more palpable and just completely um, visible of trans activists in the the holiest church in New York City, St. Patrick's Cathedral, 
evangelizing whores. Oh, oh, uh, the queen of whores. Yeah, um, I imagine. Is there anything more sacrilegious and blasphemous than this? What about the, this? Is when they say that, that, that there's a yeah. lack of God and a lack of community what? and a lack of religion, especially in some of these cities, and then they just. Talk Dude. about talk about overrunning. Oh and, my! And, uh, I think talk I, about tolerant look, Christians yeah. though. That past the priest is just sitting there. Yes. Uh, you know what I would have done if I was a priest? You probably slap her shut, in the face, bro. I would have shut that entire. Th I would have been slapping guy, girl, whatever the hell that they're saying that they are. Everybody would have been out of that church, bro. Like what? What are we doing? Well, are you crazy? There's two things going on here, right? Um, maybe three, but there's two I think of. First of all, penis and balls. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. First of all, the Catholic Church um, was asked, "Hey, a person has passed away. Can we use the facility to have a celebration of life, funeral, or whatever it is, eulogy?" Apparently, they said yes. Point one. Point two. That wasn't the Catholic Church making those statements. That was a guy with a cowboy hat who apparently had some affiliation with the deceased, um, who came up and said a bunch of things at the microphone. And I've been to a few eulogies in my life, and there have been people that have said things at the microphone that, you know, ministers in church wouldn't like to hear, uh, recounting stories or things of people's lives. But you don't walk up in the middle of, of an eulogy, even though this one was raucous, and interrupt them after you gave them permission to use your facility. And if you gave them permission to use your facility and you didn't kind of, Check Good out point. what's That'll, going on there. Good point. Then that's what you get. Tom, I can't believe you're advocating for the. Yeah, this wait, is okay. hang on. You want, wait, wait, you want to, I'll take it. I'll take it one step further. No, no, I'll take it one step further. Do you know what he's saying? I'm he's trying saying to understand. Let, it. He's saying, saying they let them. It, no, no. He's saying it's it. not on the trans people. It's the fault of the church that's to what, allow for the yes. event to take place. Yes. He's putting the onus, like you're saying, if I was that priest, he's saying it's on him who allowed for this event to happen. You could say no, mm. that this event cannot. But Is that you, what you're saying? That's correct. But, yeah. but do, hold on. Do you, do you think no, that that priest, that old priest that's sitting there just halfway passed out, thought that they were going to give, give a eulogy and chanting and calling this girl a whore. I, I'm I pretty sure that wasn't in the, in the like, the I'm pretty sure that's notes. not what they thought when they said, that's what hey, I'm saying. So, I this mean, person okay, in the community's passed away. I'm pretty, sure, like I'm pretty sure the priest knew, okay, this, this is the trans gay LGBTQ community. One of us died. Can we please have the church? Do you think they had like a preset, like our notes? Okay. After the opening, say she was a whore. No, that's not. The I guy with the cowboy hat came up and said that in church. And how about this? If a guy uh, with a cowboy hat and cut off is like, I just want to come up here and say, no, you're not. I'm sorry. We're not. We can't do that today. They, I'm sorry. They, they were lied to. They were misguided and they were completely oblivious to the fact they were told that this was a Catholic person who wanted yeah. to invite their family and friends yeah. to pay respects. And even the quote from the and cathedral, a congresswoman will be yes, speaking. We're requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic. And we had no idea our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way. This person, as it turns out, didn't believe in God. This we, person weird. was not a Catholic. This person did not have religious viewpoints. This person was a transgender, my truth liver. They, they lied to the archdiocese. And they didn't fact check them. They didn't vet them. They should have probably said, hold on, who is this person? Maybe yeah. don't, you did a, a little bit of due diligence. <laughs> Maybe a little. It's probably Googleable. And then so, the <laughs> yes, this is on the church, but also the community completely lied to them. Of course. And then when they let them in, they literally just completely 
pissed all over the floor, so to they speak. They kicked open the door and the song. And they could care less. It's man. Hallelujah. And they all just ran in the church. Yeah. That's pretty... Um, so not good. Both not sides good are at fault here. Hey, by the way, this is not a regular uh, cathedral either. This is a very well-known cathedral. Presidents have been there. Yes. Major events have been there. And now, officially, this is also... St. Patrick's? St. Patrick's. I think Kennedy and Jacqueline Onassis were married there. I, I think, think so as well. Yeah. I mean, I the, think the, the, that's one of the most the, beautiful <clears throat> churches in yeah, New York. Well, but, I mean, listen. The, if there's anything we've learned from this community, they'll have sex on Congress floor. Yep. Gay sex. Yep. Okay, we remember that story a month or so ago. Yeah. Where's that now? Where's that person nothing. now? He got, no, what do you mean nothing happened? I think he got a, a raise. Yeah, yeah, he got, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. he did get a raise. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, a couple of things got raised. Yeah. But now, so it, it's just, it's it's anti-God, it's anti-religion. Yeah. And there it is. Capitol Police have closed their investigation to Senate hearing room gay, gay sex, sex tape. tape. Of course. Okay, two hands up for the homie. But... <laughs> It's just, listen, you don't have to be religious. You can be atheist. You can be agnostic. But you could also say that is completely disrespectful. Yeah, it's not good. The two aren't mutually exclusive. You don't have to be a Catholic to say... You're doing a little too much. You don't have to approve of Congress to say, yeah, you probably shouldn't have gay sex on the Senate floor. <laughs> Rob, do you have the uh, Sam Altman uh, OpenAI video uh, thing to show? Okay, so check this out, folks. OpenAI Sam Altman blows minds as he shows off text to video AI. Uh, 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 Sora showcased its capability when CEO Sam Altman asked followers on X to submit commands, resulting in ultra-realistic videos that left observers in awe, with one commander remarking, this one convinced me the future is here and it's going to be okay. Go ahead, Rob. Play the clip. This is AI. That's crazy. All you, all this he, is AI. You know what he said? Show me a Tokyo snowy, snowy day, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could tell, like, if you really look close, they're fake. But all he did was ask for this. Yeah, they're walking And the like AI robots. did this. But AI did this. Is that crazy? He just, you just prompted it. You, Are there any other videos? It, yeah, there's another one of just like a... More, Rob? There's one of just like a uh, Tokyo... Show you know, me a... Uh, uh, so Senate staffer having sex on the <laughs> Senate floor with his gay lover. Can you show me that, Rob? Did you see the one they, they said, show me a, a Biden leadership clip, yeah. and it got a 404 Look error. Mammoth. Like, oh, dude, how crazy is that? Did you call it a man myth? Mammoth. Oh, mammoth. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So man you myth. ask, and it creates the clip. Yeah. Wow. You what else do we like, have? A movie trailer featuring the adventures of 30-year-old spaceman wearing a red wool knitted motorcycle helmet, Look, blue sky. Look at that! That's the, he, he like Chad. Get GBT, out of here! And he like, just makes it one hundred percent like ChatGPT. You say, "Build this for me," and it does that. Guys, uh-oh. and this is new. Imagine in five, ten years from yeah. now. Guys, uh oh, I'm just realizing right now. This is great. This is cool. This is amazing. This is for entertainment. This yeah. is for movies. But imagine when they say, "Show me Donald Trump." Uh, fill in the blank. Anything illegal, illicit, yeah, or anything. Anybody, or Show Adam, me Joe Biden. Adam yeah. What do you mean, Patrick? Hey, don't, David? don't put people. Don't put. Don't, don't put no, no, ideas no, no, in people's Adam, heads, Vinny. You know this is where it goes. This Did, is wasn't where, there a rap about the Bizdoc? I heard was, recently. It was. There was. Bizdoc and Ben Shapiro, two of the best rappers a, in the world. One of those sent, is a true story. A guy sent a rap um, that was, you know, G-rated. At was uh, in Snoop's voice in yeah. the Senate. But imagine in the future. About you. About me. But imagine in the future. This is where, this where, is where we need. The no, big no. doc walking down the street with a big <laughs> case study. His, his, okay. uh, his, name, really? his name was Spencer yeah. Relk. Reckle. Yeah. Reckle. Spencer Reckle did it. 
Yep. Shout out so, to Spencer. No, I'm saying in the future, this is where we need to have this the technology to tell what's fake. I mean, Adam, I'm not picking on you, but what if somebody, what if you break up with a girl and she decides to say to AI, hey, give me a Adam Sosnick raping a girl Tom, stop in a Tom, VIP Tom, era, in the back corner of a club in a VIP. What, Tom. And what if it looks incredibly true? I don't know, Tom. And a guess horrible what? example. Guess Tom. what? No, no, no. It's not a horrible example. No, look, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a horrible example, Tom. Thanks. No, it's Bring it's, your... it's not. It's a someone decides to make a retaliation, and they go and they go after you, and you go and take a look what Duke Lacrosse. You take a look what the law enforcement did with Trevor Bauer. Both all those people were innocent, by the way, and now you put what looks like authentic evidence that looks like it came from a camera phone on top of it. This is this is really a slippery slope. Scary. It's scary because think about this. The hell with the you're proving it afterwards. The initial video sent to like a news. Oh, my network, gosh. It must be true. What do you mean? The moment they put it out there and then then you have to backtrack and go, no, wait a minute. Well, it's just AI. This, when did this guy who's lived in Miami all of his life and is an insurance guy, had a good career, is well known right, and Tom, everything. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Leave my name yeah. out of your mouth. Okay. No, Listen, he, relax. He must, Tom, he must just, be back. Tom, drop it. You're giving people horrible ideas. But when did chat GBD officially launch? I think it was November of 22. Two years. So this is going to be the first election that we've ever seen where chat GP, yeah, November of 22. There it is right there. Where And that was after midterms. Yeah. Okay. Now This is the first election of our lifetime where open AI, chat GPT, all these chatbots can run rampant and it could be very scary. By the way, so when you think about this. How many jobs does that replace? Oh think about God. editors. Oh think about B-roll for movies. Think about uh, the the <clears throat> God knows. Go ahead, Tom. You. We um to, to, to your question, we did a roll call on the last podcast on, on layoffs, and Duolingo said they were laying off ten percent of the workforce, and most of those jobs would be replaced by AI. And Duolingo is the translation service. By the way, a a chart came out. I'm trying to see if Brandon can send it to me. Showing what industries, what jobs were being replaced the most by AI, mm. were affected by the most by AI, and which level of education were being affected by AI the most. Brandon, if you're okay, he just sent it. Pull up that Pew Research because that's the one you want to take a look that's at. Scary, the data is absolutely staggering. If you can pull that up, Rob, he just texted it to us. And, and you would say, well, I mean, listen, the people that are the most educated, are probably least uh, affected by AI, right? So watch what it says. Which U.S. workers are most exposed to AI with their jobs? About a fifth of all workers have high exposure jobs. Women, Asian, go to the bottom, you'll see it. Go to the bottom, watch this, right there. Zoom in. So all workers, men 17%, okay? Women 21%. They're more affected by AI than men. Mm. Whites 20%, blacks 15 Hispanics only 13 Asians 24 Okay, the most affected by AI hurting their careers. American Indian, 16%, other 18%, less than high school degree, 3%. You're not affected by it. Bachelor's. Wow. High school degree, 12. Bachelor's, 27. Wow. The reason why they're saying this is because the, the people that went and got the degrees and education, your jobs that you were going to go do. Computer will do it. A, wow. <laughs> however, the lower level jobs like cooking, food, construction, mechanics, <laughs> you're golden. Wow. wow. So the whole concept of <laughs> getting a, did you have no. a degree? Yeah. Well, holy shit. Th this, this, this further proves the narrative <laughs> wow. about college being completely overrated and overvalued these days. to get a college degree. <laughs> 
Why well, am I getting a degree, Dad? Oh because my, my job's going to be replaced. You, I'm better a, off with a high school diploma. You've done multiple videos yeah. that college is a scam. Candace Owens talked about it. We've talked about it a bunch. The, the, there really needs to be some serious consideration to young people out there getting into the HVAC plumbing technician type of world that you have to do with your hands, even if it's engineering, what have it may be. Like that is the future. You can make six figures, if not then some. Um, what was, what's the, the the guy Tim Kennedy? He was on Rogan, mm-hmm. absolute certified stud. He was basically saying this is what you can do as a man out there. Yeah, Tim Kennedy out there, but you know, trade schools, technical schools, you know, a lot better these days than just getting a liberal arts oh degree my. in college. It's so, anyways, the future of AI <laughs> is going to affect the people with the fanciest degrees. That's wow. an, a very interesting kind. Of, it, it breaks down what jobs are the least affected and what jobs are the highest and what jobs and degrees are the best can ones to get. Rob, job? if you have that, Brandon, yeah, if you have that, send jobs. that to me as well. And you saw the Hispanics, Pat. Like they're, they're not threatened at all because Hispanics work their asses off in, you know, on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is the one. Watch this right here. Okay, jobs in the U.S. that are likely to have the highest, medium, and lowest exposure to AI. So budget analysts, highest exposure, <laughs> data entry layers, tax preparers, technical writers, web developers, you're all screwed with AI because it's going to do the work better than you and faster than you. Medium exposure, CEOs, veterinarians, that's good news. Interior designers, fundraisers, sales managers, lowest exposure, barbers. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, you're good. Child care workers, dishwashers, firefighters. Pipe layers. layers. Yeah, all the, exactly. All there's, the, the guys, there's the trade school stuff. All the trade school people. Anything are that involves you actively working, not sitting at a desk in front of a computer, your jobs are safe. Yeah. Anything that involves sitting in front of a computer, <laughs> eh no good. Pat Deli just said, eh no tell Pat not to replace me. I'm bad. <laughs> Hey, Deli, anybody out there that's behind the computer right now yeah. editing, you better start taking no. some construction. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, no, imagine we get an email saying from all our editors, no. hey, uh, uh, Rob, are you guys looking for people to help do construction with the new building? <laughs> we'll start digging right now. Yeah. I heard you're buying land. Low exposure. They have enough I've humor this, to do I've, that. I've you're, said this before and I'll say building it again. A dock? <laughs> if you know how to lay pipe, you're going to be okay. Shout yeah. out to the pipe layers out pipe there. Pipe layers, uh, shout out. There we man. go. Here we oh go. God. Here we go. Navalny. Yeah. Ray yeah. Navalny. Yeah. Shifting Alexei gears. Navalny died of sudden death syndrome. Authorities claim as devastated mom forbidden to see Putin critics body. So let's go through a couple of these stories here. Mm-hmm. Which ones we want to go with? Is that the first one? I'll just go through the first one here and then uh, you can comment on it. So Russian authorities assertion that Alexei Navalny died from sudden death syndrome drew skepticism and anger from the family and supporters. With Navalny spokesman, spokeswoman stating Alexei Navalny was murdered, the conflicting narratives surrounding his death is occur, occurring in a remote penal colony, uh, fueled, uh, 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 have fueled suspicions about foul play. Despite calls for transparency, initial reports from Russian officials claimed Navalny collapsed and died during a walk due to a feeling un, due to feeling unwell. Ukrainian President Zelensky directly accused Putin uh, kills. Whoever he wants. Putin kills whoever he wants, while Navalny's demise coincides with a military victory in Ukraine, removing a significant political obstacle to, for Putin. Navalny's family faces hurdles in lo, uh, locating his body with authorities, providing contradictory information and lack of transparency, exasperating uh, suspicious of a cover-up. Adam. Well, uh, 
there's so many ways to go here, but let me just say condolences to Alexei Navalny. This is a name, if you're not familiar with, we've actually learned his name for years because in 2020, we talked about a flight that he was on where he was poisoned, where Putin tried to kill him and somehow he survived. So Putin at this point, if it's not clear and clear to you, Putin is a bad dude. And uh, for the Putin sympathizers, especially those on the far right, uh, it's time to wake up. This guy is not your friend. He is not an ally. I know you want a strong leader, but a strong leader in the White House is a, long, is a lot different from a, a strong leader autocrat in Russia. So, you know, the, 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 there's terms like autocrats or theocrats, or there's terms like um, oligarchs. What Putin is, is a kleptocrat. And he is thieving and stealing and corrupting Russia like no other. Let me give you an example. Who was Alexei Navalny? Alexei Navalny in 2011 started a uh, 501c3, which is a nonprofit called the Anti-Corruption Foundation. That was his foundation. Now, we've learned of Navalny because we interviewed, you interviewed uh, Gary Kasparov, the world's greatest chess player ever, in the 2021 vault. You interviewed him. Later that year, I was invited to go to the Freedom Forum where I was able to interview uh, Gary Kasparov as well. That's the same situation where we interviewed, um, what's our friend's name? Yonmi Park. I also interviewed um, Masa Aladinejad, uh, the, the, the woman uh, who was anti-hijab Iran, basically vocalizing. But that year, Navalny spoke at the Freedom Forum Via webcam. Now, why did he speak via webcam? Because he was already arrested and locked up and thrown in a Russian gulag. Now, this is a guy that was poisoned in 2020 on a plane on the way to Germany. This guy got asylum in Germany, got healthy. And what did he decide to do, Vinny? Go back to Russia, knowing that he'd be locked up, knowing that he'd be most likely killed by Putin. But he said, this is not how you show strength. This is not how you basically stand up to authoritarianism. This is what you have to do. He landed, and the second he landed, he was thrown in jail. And anybody surprised to see that he was killed by this Russian gulag is not paying attention to what Putin is doing. Well, so uh, just one last point. So we're cool with, Ru with him killing dissidents. We're cool with him... Um, shooting, poisoning, strangling people. Is that, is that what we're saying? We're, we're okay with him invading sovereign countries. We're okay with him locking up journalists, uh, Evan Gerskovich. At what point do we say, all right, this man is corrupt? Final point. Do you know that you know, there's rankings of what country is the most corrupt country? I want to give a shout out to Russia. Two years in a row, world news, world affairs, uh, Russia, two years in a row, most corrupt country on earth. Number two country, Pat, this should give you a, a little hope. Number two Ukraine. is Iran. Oh, Number two is Iran. So uh, Russia is more corrupt than the theocratic, thug-like mafia regime in Iran. By the way, I'm not giving Ukraine a pass here because Ukraine is the second most corrupt country in Europe. So there it is, Russia. Congratulations. Keep voting for Putin. By the way, there's an election in one month where he's sh a shoo-in to win because he's already killed all his opponents or they've been shut up or thrown in jail. So Russia, number one, two years running. Iran, number two. Last point corruption do you know that how much money the uh russian president uh gets a year do you know what their number is well he's a trillionaire so i mean it should be good right so the number um 
Heads of government salaries. Number one, the number one highest paid salary in the world goes to Singapore. They receive $1.6 million. Hong Kong is number two. Switzerland, numbers three. USA is number four, $400,000. So our presidents, Biden, Trump, Obama, they make four hundred grand. You know, in Russia, the annual salary is $135,000 a year. So tell me, if there's no corruption in Russia, how you go from being paid $135,000 a year to allegedly the world's richest man at well over $200 billion. He's created nothing but chaos, death, and murder, and he's going to be reelected by a landslide in Russia in one month. Adam, can I ask you a question? Do you think any other world leaders have anybody killed? Do you think I, I'm, I'm being genuine? Do you think no? She, no? I, yes, okay. I do, and okay. that's why we need to stand up to these world leaders, no, not no, no, empathize. No. I'm with saying, them. I'm saying, how about our world leaders? You, you don't think that? I mean, this is just a big problem, and I, and I get your passion, and God rest his soul. I feel bad for anybody that's trying to speak up, but are you surprised? Like Putin is, and Pat has said this, is a gangster. That's what gangsters do. And if you know you're going up against a gangster, again, I feel bad for him. But it, who, whoever said Putin was a saint? Do you know Russians, people in Russia, love their leader, uh, Adam? Well, that's what you think, because there's Russian propaganda on TV, and if there's uh, anybody that tries to run against him, Exhibit A, Alexei Navalny, you'll end up dead. Okay, but, 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 so do you know that there's thousands of people that came out to protest Navalny's death, and they've all been thrown in jail? Okay, but, so 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 like to, to um, equivocate saying, "Hey, look, this is just what they do. It, it, what do you mean, they it, invade countries, they kill political so dissidents." You sound like a man. Like you sound like you're you're explaining what America does. So my question no, to you: No, America. Is, like, hold on, don't uh, say no. So, have, on, have we ever? Are, so you. There's been, a big difference between guys, killing Donald Trump. If you Trump, make your point, yeah, let him say. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I want to make my point. So my well, he asked me a question. Have we? Like have, made a point. have have you ever heard of any political leaders having anybody killed that's talking shit about them or like? You don't see it because it's not televised because Russia and Putin are it's such a dangerous enemy to us. But, like, it happens all the time. You don't think Obama or any of these people have had anybody killed? Like, Edward Snowden, by the way, they, he was on a kill list. If they could have gotten to him, they would have killed him just for talking shit, hold on, and revealing what they were doing. And let's not forget, how many people, she's not the president, how many people have mysteriously died under Hillary Clinton? So you, you, uh, are, no. are you actually condoning no, no. killing no, of no. Alexei Navalny? No, no, what is happening no, 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 right no, no, now? No, 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 Again, you're condoning. Don't put, don't put words in my mouth. No, 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 no there's no, a difference no, no. between killing a bad dude when you kill what is, fa what is famously uh, uh, Trump said. He's like, uh, uh, Soleimani is dead or whoever the hell he said he talked about. There's a difference between, uh, Vinny, soak this in for a second, killing Donald Trump versus trying to politically inexcuse him from a debate. He killed his opponent. Oh. They throw them in jail. They're wrapped around a noose around their neck with a piano wire. They're shot in the head. They're poisoned. That's a little bit different you, than what goes on here in America. You don't think they Please would, don't excuse what I'm, Putin again, is doing don't put words as my, completely just Adam, rational don't put words in my and mouth. that they all, all do right. this. Adam, no, no. We, did, we just hold the don't, parade in Dallas. Yeah, That's how we do it. Yeah, hold on. Don't do not act for one second that if they couldn't get away with killing Trump, they would do it. Don't, please don't lie to yourself. Okay, hold but, on. <laughs> hold on. L don't talk for two seconds. Don't lie to yourself. We've already found out that they've already the CIA was involved with killing one of our presidents. Don't don't 
Act, Adam, I, I love this again, innocence of, again, hold on. Stop Let sucking me, Putin's, okay, okay, Adam, you Adam, know what, you sound, I don't get it. You sound exactly like Van Jones. You sound exactly like all really? these leftists. Yeah, you do because Because nobody, I'm saying that no, Putin is an autocrat no, who kills his, every, his Adam, political dissidents? Every leader of Vinny, every you country You sound like an authoritarian sympathizer. I'm not, no, Adam. It's you naive sound, and it's ignorant. You sound like you, okay. sh you should work for CNN. Because I'm not, I'm not condoning shit. You should the work guy's a bad for guy. the Russian the team. He's a, bad, he's a bad guy. You should go work for Putin. He's a bad guy. Okay. What do you want me to you know, do? You're I, I love is, the shot. Who's under your desk right now? Tucker Carlson? What is happening I, right actually, now? Uh, PBD, where are you going? You have to go pee? Oh, by the way, sorry. You, Adam, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? I'd rather Adam? work for... Th this is the problem that you don't get, Vinny. Yeah. I would Trump much rather work for CNN than I would for Russian propaganda TV. <sighs> You're trying to equivocate an authoritarian murderous regime to leftist sympathizers. Big difference, buddy. You Big difference. Who... who Ask, so, so, so who's cool? saying that Trump, who's saying that Putin's not a bad guy? Vinny, you, you're doing uh, that. I don't you, think you're doing that. Well, no, you, no, I think you're restating uh, it. You are. No, no, you. I, no, I'm, you. Are. I'm saying he's a bad guy. Period. I'm saying, why are you so, so surprised that he killed the guy? Oh my I, God! Definitely not the, the surprised. The biggest gangster in the world. He killed the guy. That's like saying Sammy the Bull. You have another body under your under your under your belt. It, why are you so shocked? It happens. That's Vinny, who he is. He's not hiding it. Nobody's shocked here. He's this not is hiding expected. It. No, he's not hiding it. Okay. It's just, but I you have not. Putin sympathizers like you that think he's a strong leader and he, strong like bull. So be careful. Back off a minute, buddy. Back that up. Where is he yeah, sympathizing with Putin? Where is he Timmy, uh, condoning Timmy, no, Hold on. Hold on. Adam, he's, that, that's, that's such he's a giving a moral equivalent to Hillary Clinton. Wait, wait, wait. Allegedly doing something. Oh yeah, she allegedly actually Vladimir Putin killing people. Oh yeah, she allegedly. You know, it used to be the conservatives and the people yeah. on the right wing that were anti-communist, anti-fascist. I got a Now you guys are sucking Putin I, off. I, I got a question oh, for you. Oh boy. I got a question. Boy, so, Tom. facts take a holiday with you, dude. So I got a question <laughs> Calm for you. Down, princess. I got a question for you. Tom, so what? Zero percent tough. What do you think is the percentage that Navalny was killed? By Putin's people. One billion percent. Oh, wait, wait. You, you told me never to say 100 percent. I know. Whoa. So now you're eating your own words. 100 percent is a fact. You know, you know those 47-year-old guys that just walk around <laughs> yeah. and just right. drop hey, dead. Adam, yeah. was he vaccinated? Oh, no, yeah. There has been. Can I ask questions? Yeah, go ahead. Can I ask questions? So I can't what believe you, that this guy's okay. sympathizing oh, with Oh, here we go. Here we go with that word. You need to call it a sympathizer. Can I just ask you What do you think? What do you think are the chances that he was killed by Putin's people? Ask Adam. Because Adam he already said, said he said a billion percent. What do you yeah. say? Guess what? I, I don't know, Pat. Maybe 70% because I was told <laughs> never to say 100. My Putin would never. Yeah. Not my Putin. So stupid. No. Not so my friend. Stupid. Not my You're friend, so Vladimir. My friend would never. Hang on. So stupid. Yeah, Tom, he would kill you Tom, in an what instant if he could. What, what percentage you think Putin... Uh, his his people killed. Uh, Come on, Tom, bust out your calculator uh, I, for this I one. I think guy. this is like ninety nine point okay. oh, percent. Shocker. So thanks, so, okay, Tom, for so, being a realist. So so with that being said, I mean, there's this little <clears throat> teeny thread in there, Pat, but it's it's like ninety nine. I mean, this is this is the way Putin operates. Tom, is it closer to hundred or ninety? Right, no, no, so, I'm, but, I'm like at 99.99999. Okay. But Vinny's I'm, somehow still at 70. Because I was told by you never to say 100%. Yeah, but even so Tom, Adam, the smartest look, guy in the so room here, knows that 99.99. contradiction. Did he, did he see? You're so exactly. oblivious that let you're like 70%. Up. Let me follow up with a question. Has he seized the assets of billionaires? Maybe he Maybe he was back. Let me follow up with a question. Here's a follow-up with a question. So number one, 
everybody here assumes that if you were a betting man, you're betting that this was an inside job, and he took out a an opponent. Great, so we're yeah. there. Now let's go to the do, next. Do you part. have a do you have a percentage? I think, by the way? I, I think I think this team is capable of doing that. Yeah. No, I'm more towards yes than I'm towards. What no. percentage would you say? I'm above fifty percent towards <laughs> yes. Okay, so so what is so, happening right now? So, okay. but by the go way, ahead. but but what I mean by that is, do I think? Do I think it's a direct hit or do I think it's a direct influence through proxy and other gangs and stuff like that? Yes, I'm there. So whatever that is, I'm, I'm in that okay. area, okay? But do I think it's like a person that's a soldier coming in? I don't know about that. Now let's go to the second part. Okay, so mm. what should happen? What should happen to him? What should happen to who? To Putin. Well, nothing's going to happen. No, what should, he said. What, what should, should happen, happen to him? To him? I think How we, should America I, react? Well, I think what is going to happen, in my humble opinion, you know, Vinny is, was so graciously saying that we should provide zero assistance to Ukraine. But, you know, you just went off on the Trump camp uh, over people in New York basically not defending Trump, even if you don't agree with Trump, even if you don't agree with uh Voldemort Zelensky, you know, there's a famous quote. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. So when you're looking at this, you, uh, let's go over a timeline for a second. You have the Tucker interview. You have the Senate foreign aid package. You have Trump basically coming out and saying, uh, Russia, go ahead and do whatever you want to NATO countries. You have basically this week was the Munich Security Conference. And then following that, Putin is a sick KGB leader. His, it's almost like his name is in the news. So it's like, how do I steal the show? Kill my political dissident. Right? So... Uh, Make you, your point. So you're my saying, point you're is saying, this: I no, think this on. will lead said, to them funding the Ukraine. The point about package. New York. You said yes. about New York. Okay, where were so you, you going said, with that? No, exactly. The only thing necessary um, for the I, triumph I got a of crazy, evil I got a is crazy, for good people to do nothing. I got a. Cr- I agree with the people of New York. Can I yeah, turn it around? Okay. Can we play devil's advocate? Let me play devil's sure. advocate. Just play long here with me with devil's advocate. Anytime something weird happens, you have to trust and and put everything on the table of possibilities, and then put percentage next to it, okay? Purely percentage next to it. All right, so let me ask you, has the bill passed for the $65 billion, $60 billion to Ukraine yet? Has that passed yet? It went through the Senate, but not the House. Okay, so, so meaning it's not done yet, right? No, not even close. And originally it was supposed to be the border bill, and eventually, is it fair to say that we found out it was never about the border, it was really about Ukraine? It was fair to say that it was a conglomerate of money being sent around to foreign aid and domestic border bill. Yes. The answer they is called yes. It so, border yes. bill. so the majority the was towards yes. 60 billion yes. Ukraine. Okay. The majority was so, towards foreign so, aid. And is it fair to say that the establishment, not the left, the establishment, the McConnell, the Schumer, the Pelosi, the people, the establishment, mm-hmm. is not happy with the fact that that bill didn't go through? Is it fair to say that they're not happy about it and they're upset about it? Yeah, he said okay. it's become fashionable to avoid global interests around Perfect. the world. So, so then from um, there on, what, what stories did we hear? We heard, and by the way, this is a little bit creepy now, and I haven't even thought about this. Do you remember when they said something very bad is about to happen in Russia? And do you remember that clip, Rob, that was going viral with everybody on the establishment right and left that was talking about well, something? They were talking about space, like space, space nukes. weapons. Something yeah. bad's about to happen to Russia, yeah. right? By the way, he was interviewed on Meet the Press this past weekend. Who was? By Chris, uh, the guy that made the comment to Kristen Welker. Right. He was interviewed so, by him. So, okay, something's going to happen. Uh, I, Republic, he's a Republican, number one. Right. Oh. So, so the question becomes, is there a possibility that, you know, a internal side because you know you need to create when you want somebody to fall like in iran again i go back to this 
Cinema Rex Fire, 400 people in a theater were locked, doors shut by Khomeini's people, okay? Mm-hmm. 400 people died in that theater, crossed the street from the police station. They blamed the Shah. Next thing you know, he's exiled. That's it. They took over Iran. But you know who blamed uh, who everybody in Iran, including my mother and family members? You know who they thought did the work at the Cinema Rex Fire? Everybody, logical people, mm-hmm. they all said this was the job of who? The Shah. The Shah. Because if you talk to anybody that knows anything, about, that follows anything and says anything about this, they'll say this. But you know, the Shah was a real mean dictator, yeah. right? He was really this. It's the first thing they'll ever, ever say, which means propaganda worked. And then a year later, not even a year later, a few months later, the person that came out, if you can find this here, the story of the individual that came out, and they said the person that did Cinema Rick's fire, death to all perpetrators, what is the revolution? They blamed Savak at the top. Initially, the revolutionaries, Khomeini's side, falsely alleged that Savak, Savak is uh, the Shah's MI, uh, MI6, the Shah's Mossad, the Shah's CIA, allegedly said that Savak's intelligence were the pursuit of individuals who ran into the theater, used it as an opportunity to hide, you know, hide it in a large crowd, blaming them, right? Then years later, it came out, the Iranian newspaper, Sohem Ruz, blamed the radical Islamists in the editorial, blah, 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 and a name came up. The person that was behind it was, from what is known, the Cinema Rex exit doors were intentionally locked. Widespread rumors at the time was Savak and pro-government agent responsible, yet the arson was consistent with the Islamic activists setting ablaze cinemas and other venues of supposed Western dissidents for more than a decade as witness in this, eventually a name, a name came out that was, t- I'm not going to read this whole thing to you. Mm-hmm. You can find out to see who it was. And it was Khomeini's side. Everybody found out. It was public, right? But it was so effective to get rid of the Shah. How bad do you think the left wants to get rid of Putin? Well, I don't think it's just a left thing. I the think that anybody would, I think that anybody with sensibilities how, how, thinks that Putin it's, is, it's, no, it's as just, Alexei Navalny called him, me, a bad dude. Let me replace it. How bad do you think the establishment wants to get rid of Putin? Uh, on the list of probabilities, I would say very, very high. Willing to do anything? Um, such as what? Anything, anything. Willing to do anything to redirect the attention elsewhere, to cause the world to support them, to prove a well, bill to get rid of that guy. Is it? I, is that? I, I doubt true? that it's Congress. But if you're asking me if the CIA would do anything, you know, illegal, shadowy, oh, and well, this, what's illegal? Everything anything shadowy do. and uh, capable? Are and they capable cap- of it? CIA is Perfect. capable of so, anything. So, so let's just leave it back at that. any a number of Nikki Haley's recent campaign speeches about you know depowering and removing Putin, and then she goes so far as to say also Xi. And she's very establishment. Pat. Yeah. They're out there saying it. I, all I'm saying is, here's all I'm saying, guys. Uh, my first thing is, okay, yeah, that's the opponent. And you you poisoned him in the plane and all this other stuff, Purgosian. It's like a trend. Fine. So it's going There's towards. A track record to murdering I, your opponents. I'm, I'm, with Putin. I'm, I'm with Nobody it. said yeah. that. I'm, Nobody's I'm, like, I'm just like Hillary Clinton, though, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, the yeah, yeah. 50 not people exactly I'm, the same. in their lives. I'm with it. Yeah. I, I Pat, don't think continue. they're very different, by the way. You're making a point here, Pat. Yeah. I know you're going to. I don't yeah. think those two are very different. But uh, uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, because you love because you love Hillary Clinton. I think, no, I don't. You still I have a fan. I'm with her. I think if I think no. if Hillary, you have an I'm with her tramp stamp. I think if Hillary was the president of the United States and could get away with things that Putin gets away with, she would gladly do it as well. This is my opinion. That's not your opinion. 
It's my opinion. Yeah. You don't think Hillary Clinton's capable of doing that. I things. think she's you certain don't capable. Think, I just right. don't think she's Vladimir Putin. Of course not, because you weren't. Because yeah, exactly. she's more discreet about yeah, exactly. it. She's actually yeah. more okay. uh, uh, yeah. uh, Sun Tzu, art of war type yeah. about it. All I'm saying to you is we have to sit here and assume that both is possible for it to happen. It is very high likely that this was the job of Putin and his camp. When is their election coming up, by the way? It's in one month on March 15th. And anyone who was running against Putin, uh, uh, was nobody's heard running? from them recently. Was Navalny running? No, he, he, was, he, he was barred from running because when he was thrown in jail, he was, he was called a criminal. And you can't run if you're a criminal, I guess, unless your name is Vladimir Putin. Yeah, to me, all I'm if I have to put orders of things that could have happened here, mm-hmm. number one for me is this is Putin getting rid of an enemy. That's number one. Number two, in a distance, but it would be a number two, would be U.S., CIA, certain people from the establishment that maybe they have this kind of intel to create a ruckus at a time like this to pass the bill to get more Americans supporting Ukraine again because the com- concept of Ukraine is becoming less and less what? Uh, uh, more and more Americans, left and right, are supporting Ukraine less and less. They're like, what are we doing sending all this yeah, money? Yeah, there's a waning uh, yeah. interest in e- Even Kamala no Harris doubt. came out and she said what? She came out recently, and uh, Kamala Harris's words, by the way. Uh, she said, uh, uh, U.S. will help Ukraine for as long as it takes. A lot of Americans don't agree with this, to say we will support America for as long as it takes. So maybe they want to bring this out to be able to support Ukraine as long as it takes. It should definitely be on the list of possibilities of what happened with Navalny. That's all I'm saying here. And, and, and I, I just and, and hold on, hold on, because Adam, that's you being a contradiction to yourself when you said never ever. You said this in this room. Never say 100 percent. You are saying it's 100 percent, which you hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. You cannot say that for a fact. But yeah. for you to be so naive. You are you are being so naive to be like, oh, Hillary, you can't compare. You're delusional to think that what fifty some people that have are involved with her ended their lives because they just couldn't. The, the, no, no, no. Let's stay on focus. No, let's no, stay no, on Putin. No, no. Hold here, on, guy. hold on, hold on, hold on, Adam. Like you always yeah. say, we can multitask. I can yeah. multitask. You're delusional and you're naive if you think. That I, I, who the hell was a support? I can give a shit. What I said was he's a gangster and he's doing gangster things. You're naive to think that our government, our leaders, and not even the president, a Hillary mm. Clinton and her husband, could have people. Hold on a second. That are against them, go up in a tree, hang himself with a cord, shoot himself in the chest with a shotgun, and the shotgun's never found. You're delusional. Mm-hmm. You are to tell me that this guy I'm worshiping Putin because he's evil, but there's no. There's no comparison with Hillary Clinton. What year was Hillary Clinton president again? Exactly. That should scare you even more. She's not. Exactly. But she still can't have everybody killed that fucks with her. Period. Sorry for my language. Listen, if you want to believe that Hillary Clinton is a mass murderer, that's all you, buddy. Never said mass murderer. That's all you. Never said Uh, mass murderer. But I'm going to follow the stats here. Anyone that that has been in direct conflict with Putin has been shot, stabbed, poisoned, death. Uh, murdered, blown up in a plane. So it should give you a little bit of pause that for some reason, for some reason, the far right fringe, 
which I'm putting you in right now mentally, is somehow a Putin sympathizer. Again. And you, somehow is like. Do you sound uh, yeah, like. You, know, you sound. Adam, you sound like. Who the hell? When the hell did I ever say that? Say one bad you're thing. Being, yeah. He kills people, you but, idiot. But How you, many times do I have to tell okay, you? Okay, but you're like, you're the type of no, person that says we you should give like, no money to no, Ukraine. Yeah, you should let him invade, exactly. invade in foreign countries. Adam, you should nothing. let him lock my up right, political dissidents. My right friend's mind. You know, mind, it's probably not even. Putin. My right friend's mind. Oh, my, hold on. My right friend's mind. None of it happened during the right wing Donald Trump. Why did Why did it happen all of a sudden? No, no, no. Why did it happen all of a sudden these past you, years? You're saying that under Trump, nobody was murdered or bludgeoned to death under Putin? Was, was all Have the, you read a newspaper in the last Ukraine 20 years? Russia and all this bullshit, nothing happened. Nothing happened. That's, You're, that's you are completely Adam, you untrue. Sound, you sound like that's the mainstream untrue. media. You sound like the mainstream media throwing out those bullshit things. Putin sympathizer. Putin price hike. You sound exactly like the, the left-wing media. That's the problem. You can't just throw stupid-ass yeah. labels Vinny. like that with no no explanation. Oh, when did I Vinny, say I'm You're the type of person that would vote for Putin over Biden. What, what are you even talking about, Adam? Who would you vote what for? Are you talking Vladimir Putin not, or Joe Biden? Uh, none of them. How about okay. none of the above? Th that's how on the twisted you are you would vote for, that you, you would actually sit this one out instead of an American president versus a Russian dictator. That's how warped you Adam, are no, that you, I wouldn't vote for you neither know how, of them. You know how warped you are? Uh, the answer is Biden. What are you even oh, talking about? Adam, I'm voting for a Russian president. You're but not making you're any sense. But you're proving my point no, is that not. you're, that you're, you're guys, putting these guys in the here. same no, category. Let's come no, back. Not. American back presidents versus... Vladimir Putin. Adam, okay. you're delusional. Let's Plain come back simple. here. Let's come back here. And Let's have an <clears throat> Look, I would, I would tell you. So for me, in a situation like this, um, this, is, this is the part. And, and FYI, there's some people. You, you didn't even bring this up. There's some people that are even saying the timing of it has to do with Tucker's interview. Like, yes. I, oh, yeah. I don't know who said the Daily Beast or somebody even wrote that, you know, kind of a Russian hinting. RT media. What page is, is that? What page is that? Uh, uh, top of page oh, six. You, Margarita Samoyan of RT. Do you have the, the, the Van Jones clip with, yep, uh, with, uh, Bill uh, Maher? with Bill Maher and what do you call it? The, the one you were Ann telling Coulter. me about. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, so basically it's Van Jones. Uh, and Ann Coulter, again, on Bill Maher. Uh, Bill Maher wanted to know their thoughts of Tucker going to there. Right there. And by the way, Van Jones, play this clip, and I want to show you. This is the epitome of a beta play, male is this dude right on. here. What do you think of Tucker? I mean, you, you <laughs> used to be friends with him, right? I mean, going over there and... and giving a lap dance like, to Putin. Basically, yeah, Shut basically... <laughs> I mean, parading himself for all these years as so pro-American and then going over there and basically saying, this is the really good country, mm -hmm. Russia and this guy, and not bringing up any of his crimes. What, 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 what is his motivation? Where, can, you, can you get into his head a little further? Well, no, but, and not, no, I'm not a huge fan. Um, of Tucker? Jealousy, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of what jealous. people do um, on both sides is motivated by... Seeking money and fame. What a mm. yeah. What, this wants is money. the way to do it. This is how. I mean, couldn't he still be on Fox? Now look, I mean, he, he he went over there and said, you know, Moscow is this amazing city because the trains run on time. <laughs> right. I'm like, isn't that what they said about? People are being literally you know, killed in prison yeah. because they have an opinion. I That's think, not a great country. I think you can country. say... It's not a great country. 
to, to everybody in the world except Russians. People are motivated by money and fame. Um, if they were on Fox News, the Fox News that then had to pay seven hundred million in defamation. Mm. I would say you can you can read it on my Substack first, or wait for Fox to pay a seven hundred million defamation judgment. By the way, Van Jones, the last time we heard of him, he was shaking and crying because Vivek, a skinny Indian guy, did a speech. And Van Jones was like, I was shaking. Okay, and for them to say that Tucker's, Tucker's interview, let the world hear what an adversary has to say. And for them to say he's giving a lap dance, CNN is doing way more. They're having sex with Biden every single day. For, for, so for him to say... That type of shit really, really drives me crazy. It drives me nuts. Now, now and look, and Bill Maher, like, what? Why would you go over there? We know why he went over there. What did Colbert there. say? What did Colbert Stephen, say? No, uh, Stephen Colbert has he, uh, another Trump derangement syndrome. He was, uh, he was one of the, by the way, one of the biggest shills of the left. Uh, remember him with his dancing vaccine stuff? He just had one of his uh, TDS moments where, mind you, he's a comedian. Okay, he's had to take off his glasses, run up to the camera to all the stuff that's happening with Trump right now in New York. Yeah, look at look at this. I know I know how numb we've become, but it's not normal. No other candidate for the presidency has ever had to pause his campaign to defend himself in multiple courts. And I would like to point out that in all seven of his cases, no one, no one doubts that he did these things. We're just sitting around patiently waiting to find out if the wheels of justice will grind fast enough for there to be any consequences. And the media is covering it like it's any other political story, like it's all horse race. I know. Well, don't you miss Jay Leno and J- uh, Johnny Carson and those late night where it's supposed to be fun and happy? That's a political activist. Like, why, why, why is he so insane? And it's happening and it's shifting. But Bill, listen, and Bill Maher, I'm tired of people going, oh, Bill Maher's leaning right. And don't get it twisted, bro. It's because Trump was gone. Biden was in. They have nothing to talk about. They have absolutely nothing to talk about. It's election year. Trump is back. And now the Trump hate train, the wheels are starting to spin. And it's only a matter of time till, 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 till Bill Maher goes back to old Bill Maher, where it's just Trump is going to start World War III. Trump is a Russian asset. Trump and all that bullshit. And I'm tired of it. And it's going to keep happening. It's going to get worse. And you're going to see it well, happen. Regarding Tucker, uh, you have to respect him for going to Russia. So for the people on the left that are like, I can't believe he's a shill. He's, can't, he's, he's, a he's doing lap puppet. dances, Adam. Lap dances, he's, they well, said. Well, he did. And, and Putin said it himself. Your friend, Vladimir Putin, your yeah, hero. My, yeah, my friend. Uh, you know, said, yeah, I was expecting a tougher interview. So, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he should have been yeah, like. Vinny, can I talk? Yeah. Or are you just going to keep yelling all yeah. day? Uh, Putin said it himself. Yeah, I was expecting a harder interview. So, you know, it, it's been lauded many times that Tucker was basically giving a softball interview, what would which you have he's asked? done to Trump. What would you have asked, Adam? Uh, why are you killing innocent people in Ukraine and invading you, countries? I How about that? You never would have said that. Why are you killing your political opponents? You never would have said why that. Does it, why does it seem that anyone who's ever given any sort of challenge to you somehow gets poisoned? Somehow they just throw themselves. Billionaires are locked up in jail, or billionaires are just throwing themselves out of windows. You know all those depressed billionaires all day. How about tough, tough questions like that? But that's not even my point with, with, with Tucker. The point with Tucker, what he missed, what he didn't understand, as much as our cities are crumbling and, they're, they're, and that does need to be held to account, the subways in New York, do you understand when the uh, train stations in Russia were built? Do you know when they were built? Take a wild guess, Vinny. During Stalin? Oh, exactly. 
Lucky guess. During Stalin, what was Stalin known for? Killing people? After? Yeah, exactly. So how about misappropriating and stealing all the money from the people? Because communism and socialism takes all the money and usurps it to the government. And they build these lavish train stations. And the people are starving while they build these grandiose public homages to the great communist dictatorship of Stalin. So it's no wonder why they're the most amazing train stations in the world. I don't know how Tucker didn't understand that because all the money was misappropriated to build these grandiose homages to communism. Whereas in New York, all right, there's called public private partnerships is built on capitalism. And they're like, yeah, we could improve this a little bit, but it's going to cost a lot of money. But in Russia, there's no there, 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 Putin again makes one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. He's worth two hundred billion dollars. Your friend. Yeah. How much yeah, is he paying you to my suck? His- so, so it's like Nancy Pelosi. And I'm, I love how you keep going to the gay route. Which is hilarious. I'm just Coming saying you're a, you're a Putin but, yeah, sympathizer. Yeah, yeah, and you you're I'm a Putin Adam, sympathizer. I'm telling you right now, if it's CNN, crazy. If you anybody served in the, the U.S. Air Force. If and don't 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 you talk shit. You served in the U.S. Air Force. Adam, don't even try that Putin shit. Adam, don't don't, don't talk shit about I my service. More from you. Adam, don't go there because trust me, you're gonna regret it. Don't you sound? I'm there telling you right now. There it is right there. There's, CNN. There's your lovely homeland. Anybody that works for CNN or MSNBC, I would I would 100 give you a contract to go there. Yeah, that'd be great. By the way, Russia TV, if you're listening, yeah, and if you. You can locate the 20,000 emails of the love letters that Vinny has written to Putin. Uh, he's looking for a job on RTV, Propaganda TV. So, Tom, next week it's just you and I doing a podcast. Okay. It's going to be fantastic. Me and you represent America. Let's Vinny, do it. You know, I, think we should do I think I'm very pro-American right now. At the, you know, you're pro-Adam, which is something <laughs> completely different. The I'd love to do like Monday morning business with you and knock down what's in it for me. Entrepreneurs finding uh, answers. I'd love to do like Fast Fifteen, Fast Twenty every Monday morning with you, Pat. Honestly, he was he really just put, you pitched the show right now. He wants yeah. to do there. The you show. go, Tom. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of views. They're going to get a lot of eyeballs. I, I will tell you, it's that's why we have BizDoc, the show, mm-hmm. right? If somebody wants to cash that, they can go to the podcast and see. Uh, where you're talking about the business. Okay, so let's go to a couple other stories here before we wrap up. Uh, Disney wants to hide political donations, spending on sex changes from shareholders. Docs reveal this is another daily caller story. So now the board doesn't want people to know what the money is being spent. Let's read this, see what this is about. The board aims to conceal significant financial data, including expenditures on transgender initiatives and political donations as revealed in documents pertaining to the 2024 proxy vote ballot for the annual shareholder meeting scheduled for April 2nd. The board reluctance to disclose spending on gender transition compensation and benefits is met with opposition from National Legal and Policy Center, NLPC, and National Center for Public Policy Research, NCPPR, Urging transparency regarding these matters, shareholders have demanded a report on Disney's funding of gender care by December 31st of 2024, citing concerns about potential risks and gaps and benefits related to gender dysphoria. Similarly, the board opposes disclosing the company's charitable and political donations, rejecting proposals to publish recipients of contributions. Tom, why do you think that is? Okay, so here's what's going on. Who reported this? Um, Where did this come out of? Uh... Rob, where did you find this? Daily Caller. Oh, the Daily Caller. Isn't that interesting? 
this is this is good reporting. And this is also shareholders. Guess what? Not all the shareholders are having the same opinion as the people that are making uh, opinions on the content movies. Some people want Disney to kind of right the ship a little bit, A, from a financial standpoint, and B, from a content standpoint. And maybe if they move the content a little bit, the finances will move. And so what you have is a bunch of shareholders that are saying, hey, you're making crazy decisions and you're not a profitable, you're not as profitable as you should be. And we think you're doing some crazy stuff. And by the way, we'd like to see just how crazy, what are you spending on this? What are you spending on that? (coughs) Excuse me. And now the Disney board is like, uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. That's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't want to talk about our donations. We want to talk about this. And you got people out there uh, all over it. And Pat, there are people on the Disney board, uh, even though they're very aligned, that do not want to this get out because they are attempting to right the ship at Disney. They're trying to find a successor for Bob Iger. They're trying to d- restore confidence. And Lord God, they go to church every week and they pray for hits. That may the next movie be a hit, which they haven't been able to do. And so what you now have is the shareholders saying, hey, you know what? We want to know. And Disney's board saying, uh, we don't want to talk about that because it just shows you how inside Disney, how warped things have become. It's as simple as that. Uh, Vinny. Um, I, to, to be honest with you, I think and, and Disney, there needs to be a wake up call at Disney. When, like, Tom, here's my question to you guys, because on the business side, in these meetings where you just see numbers on the board, Tom, you're the biz doc. At what point do you go, guys, enough is enough? When do you say, guys, I, this whole idea that we shifted, it, it's, it's, we are, it's, it's like the border. It's not, nothing's being fixed. It's, we're going downhill. How do you fix it? Well, there's two things. There's the denial side and there's the rational side. The denial side is, look, the next movie will be fine. They're in denial. Yeah. We, we can get the, the, the analysts want to see more profitability. We need more profitability. Bob, you got to help us out here. We're hoping the next movie is going to do it. And how many movies in a row has that not happened? It's all of them. That's called denial is the most possible. Powerful drug in America. Denial, not fentanyl, um, is 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 the most powerful drug in America. Then you have the rationalists that are in the very very tiny minority, where you have analysts and a couple board members that are that and a couple board members that have been asking to be heard. You know they've been fighting with yeah. each other in groups and using proxies. Well, they're saying, you know what? I think it's deeper than that. I think it's more than just hoping for that next movie. I think we should proactively talk about leadership. I think we should proactively talk about movie decisions and that is upstream, but we know it's going to take 5 years to get downstream to make these movies. And so that's what's going on here. What's their stock looking like? What's Disney's stock? Has it is has it no. Good. That's what I'm saying, Adam. Has it dropped in the past, like, what, two years, three years? What do you mean, has it dropped oh, in the past two, three years? It's plummeted. Oh, look at that. So it was I at mean, an all-time high during COVID, so, and then it's just gone down so, ever since. So, Adam, yeah, invest- see, there's, there's the five-year run um, since COVID. And remember, 21, yeah. 22, we could go back to the theaters, right? So ignore 20 and 21. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, be, to be fair to Disney, there were lockdowns. You couldn't go to theme parks, except in Florida. And then it came back up. But now they've been introducing movies, 22, 23, and then to uh, 24. The wokeness. Not, not happening, is it? Yeah. Do you, so well, do you, you know, uh, the famous... Uh, go woke, go broke. You know, I, I have a close relationship with Disney because this is the first stock I've ever owned. My grandmother bought me Disney stock when I was like a teenager. I was like, oh my God, what's a stock? She bought me 10 shares of Disney. <laughs> and I've just been tracking that ever since. It's the first stock I've ever had until I was started making real money in, in, in my 20s. 
Uh, so I've always sort of rooted for Disney peripherally. But we, what we've seen since basically COVID is that they've just embraced completely uh, the DEI, ESG, trans woke agenda and their stock portfolio shows. You know, you talked about price to earnings ratio earlier like that. It's a freaking disaster. So they brought back, they fired, who was his, uh, Bob Shapek? Shapek. Was the guy. And then they brought back Iger. We've re- we all read as a company, Ride of a Lifetime. We saw what he did to acquire Pixar and Marvel and everything that he's worked out. Um, you know, he's, uh, he, he's in but between me, a rock me, and a hard to place. To me, uh, so if... if- if numbers were to come out, I mean, we already know how Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley companies vote and donate, right? Rob, if you can pull up Silicon Valley political donation companies, you'll see where they vote and how they vote with their money and how far it is. If you go to images, you should be able to see it. Go to images. It shows exactly how they right. Uh, no, there's one that shows exactly what percentage of the money went to. Uh, uh, is that my company? Let me see that one I right there. That's one of them. Yeah, there's, there it uh, is. Okay, zoom in a little bit more, Rap. Oh, it just shows a dollar amount. It doesn't show. Anyways, Alphabet was at 98%. You know, Twitter was 99%. Facebook was 98% of the leaders hmm. and employees giving money to which political party? It was all the left. These uh, uh, virtual governments that's taking place. But Disney, I, I don't know why Disney would be surprised. Would anybody surprised if you find out 90% of the employees at Disney no. give the money to the left? No, of course No not. one's going to be surprised by that, that they're doing it. By the way, who owns Marvel? Doesn't Zoom, Disney? Zoom I think so. Doesn't Disney yeah, own Marvel? I think, so. I think so. So there was a movie that came out this week called Madam Web. Yeah. Did anybody there hear about right it? There. Employee donations to midterm candidates by party. Look at Netflix. 99.6%. I was even wrong. I said 98%. Twitter's at 98.7%. Airbnb, 97.8%. Apple, 97 Stripe, 97 Lyft, 96 Google, 96%. Salesforce, 95 Facebook, 95 Tesla, 94 95 eBay, 94 95 PayPal, 92 Microsoft, 92 Amazon, 89 Uber, 81 Hewlett-Packard, 80 Intel, 78 Oracle, 66 You know who runs Oracle? Larry Ellison, Larry number Ellison. four. R- Rob, just Google real quick, Madam Web. I just want to confirm this before I throw Disney under the bus here. Madam Web was a movie that just came out here. It, it stars, uh, what's her face? Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, the daughter of Don Johnson. Marvel Comics, Marvel owns Disney, yeah? Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave him a 13%. Ugh. IMDb gave him 3.8%. <laughs> so at what point do you continue to make these movies lose money... And then just shove it down people's throats. There it is, 13% Rotten Tomatoes. That means their agenda is that, like, Adam, yeah. if the, great question, because I'm like, are, is their agenda that, like, important that they're like, listen, you guys are all going to lose but money, the way, but we're what, putting the message What makes out. me think about it is if Remember, Rotten Tomato gave it 13%, but the audience. and audience gave it 56 you know yeah. what it tells you? There probably wasn't enough LGBTQ stuff in there for Rotten Tomato not be happy with it. Yeah, It was actually the other right, way. Right, exactly. With the higher the Rotten Tomato gives, the worse the movie is. The less they give, the better it is, because Rotten Tomato is coming from the rotten people in the tomato called Hollywood, right? That's, right. that's kind of what we're... They're coming from. Anyways, let's go to the next story here. Gen Z rejects financial guru Dave Ramsey's advice saying live debt free. They say self-care is extremely 
important. Dave Ramsey's got to figure that out as an old man. He doesn't understand that self-care is more important than obviously being debt-free, Dave. I mean, you got to figure this stuff out. Despite Dave Ramsey's popularity, particularly amongst older generations, should say wiser when it comes down to savings, mm-hmm. Gen Z dismisses his financial advice as outdated and impractical amidst current economic realities. Young workers reject Ramsey's counsel against daily indulgences such as expensive coffee, with one individual asserting self-care is extremely important, and if it means buying a $6 coffee every day, do it. Ramsey's recommendations regarding long-term investing, uh, notably home buying, face scrutiny from younger generations who question the feasibility of paying for a house up front in cash, with median income home prices reaching about $363,000 nationwide. Gen Z workers find Ramsey's suggestions out of touch, as illustrated by one respondent who remarked, it's mind-boggling that the older generation that buys Bought four-bedroom homes for $50 and a pack of strawberries continues to lecture younger people on money management. Tom, what do you have to say about this? Uh, This is Gen Z being Gen Z, as reported by Gen Z, Business (laughs) Insider. It's sort of interesting. Um, So Gen Z at Business Insider agree that Gen Z is being screwed and that it's hard to live. But what they are unable to do here is they're talking about they don't see a, let's let's go upstream downstream they are downstream saying they don't see a path to home ownership or personal wealth so they're saying so who the hell cares if i am frivolous about things that make me feel good that's all they're saying and if i want to buy coffee and i don't want to save i want to do all this and it's just there's no way i just don't see any way to the front i don't see any way to do this don't lecture me where's my coffee that's what they're saying. They're spoiled brats having a, a, a hissy fit, and they're not going upstream to say, what is it with this economy that has screwed you so badly? What is it about the situation that screwed you so badly? Why would that house payment be so expensive? Interest rates are up. Why did houses go up? Do you know about what printing money does to inflated uh, asset classes like, oh, residential real estate? They're not going upstream to think about that. And that's very typical of Business Insider, a bit of a mouthpiece for Gen Z. And so what do they do? They pick on they pick on a rational voice. I guess it was a slow news day. And the, I guess the Trump uh, you know, verdict hadn't come out that day. And they just decided, let's pick on Dave Ramsey. Let's do some surveys. And we'll let the Gen Z stamp their feet and, compl- and complain. And what they're not doing is asking why is the economy like this? Why are those homes so like this? And Biz, uh, Business Insider, by the way, is sort of the, um, the, the I, I almost said news, that would have been a mistake, <laughs> is publishes these articles coming from a decidedly Gen Z in Silicon Valley a worker viewpoint because the Silicon Valley elite are buying up very expensive houses and keeping California, California. That's what's going on here. Adam. So, uh, you know, there's a famous phrase, cutting your nose off to spite your face. That's exactly what Gen Z is doing. They're basically shooting themselves in the foot saying, well, you know, it's not fair that uh, I can't buy this coffee every day. So now I'm never going to buy a house in the history of my life. All right. How does that make sense? If you do the math here, this self-care, I'm not sure how, uh, why getting coffee at Starbucks equals self-care. All right, cool. So if you spend $6 a day, five days a week, that's 30 bucks a week times... Four weeks a month, you're spending 120 bucks. Over a year, you're spending 
$1,500 on coffee. That's the financial decision you want to make. That's what you're getting behind. That's what you're like, yo, I'm getting my coffee. That's what happened here. D- Dave Ramsey has a famous phrase where he says, uh, when you're broke, you're desperate. And when you're desperate, you're dumb. These people are just straight up dumb. So if this mentality can, continues to base, basically your calling card for your money, guess what? You'll never have enough in savings. You'll never have enough invested. You'll certainly never be able to buy a house. And the, you know, sort of sarcasm of like, yeah, my grandparents, you know, bought a house for $50. No, they didn't. They bought a house for $100,000 when interest rates were most likely double digits in the 80s or in the early 90s. And they had to pay it off and they're dealing with that. But and grandpa's th- income was 20 grand a year. Yeah, exactly. With inflation, everything around there. So Dave Ramsey, you know, there, there's things you could say about his baby steps and step one, save a thousand dollars, pretty juvenile out there. And he also says things like buy a house cash, not possible these days, unless you're making a million dollars a year, not possible. He also talks about not buying certain uh, insurance products and only basically buying a term and invested difference. I know there's a lot of people in the insurance world that have some, um, uh, issues with that but at the end of the day dave ramsey knows what the hell he's talking about and you as gen z you're just basically complaining and you're playing the victim and not actually heeding viable advice if you want some self-care adam just did some math you could trade in those coffees for a gym membership now let's talk about self-care that's actually self-care by by the way and and just so you know a number came out that gen z's are moving the number one state they're moving to is texas but the number two state they're moving to is california Hmm. so one the ones that want to save money, and, and they're actually the, the long-term thinkers that are going to Texas, the ones that want to go into Hollywood, are going to California, which maybe the numbers make sense why that generation is going there. As a young person, are you going to feel the, the challenges that California offers? You will, but not at the level of somebody who's in their mid-30s, married with kids that's dealing with homeless, cost of living, schooling, private school, all this stuff. So when you're 21, 22, maybe you're going to be like, who cares? I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff. I'll go to California. Anyways, next story, 7% be more- back. <laughs> See, exactly. 7% mortgage rates are back, but fear not. Rates will fall in 2024, economist says. Mortgage rates began falling again last December when it dipped below 7% for the first time in four months, states the Mortgage News Daily. However, rates have surged once more with the 30-year rates climbing at 7.14% as of Friday afternoon. Freddie Mac said it's measure- showed rates jump in 13 basis points to 6.77 as of February 15th, highlighting the recent uptick in mortgage rates. Additionally, the Mortgage Bankers Association reported that the average contract rate for 30-year mortgage right now is 6.87. Last week, according to Lawrence Yon from National Association of Realtors, the 30-year mortgage rate is likely to go up to 7%, and he projects that the average rate will be closer to 7, 6% by the end of the year, indicating a potential stabilization in a market despite recent fluctuations. Tom? Listen to those two numbers, America. They're pretty close together, 7% and 6%. And uh, a year ago, I said on this podcast that I was aligned with people that thought there could be as many as six, um, uh, you know, rate cuts this year, although I was locked in at four. Now I'm not even locked in at three because I don't think we're going to get a rate cut the next meeting of the Fed. And then meeting after that on May 1st, I'm only 50-50. There's going to be a cut because it looks like inflation is heating up a little bit. We had a little bit more unemployment. So I think this guy's exactly right. Get in other words, What they're saying is get used to where the interest rates are now. 
if we get three rate cuts this year, it's only it's going to be a small marker. And by a small marker, I think Lawrence Yoon from NAR, which is a very rational voice, uh, they're usually this is not, this is not uh, politicized. Um, he says, "Listen, I don't think they'll hit seven, six point seven seven right now, but I think the rate will be closer to six. So he's saying down a little bit, but don't assume these are going back to three and a half um, and taking um, home prices back down with them. It's uh, not going to happen." Guys, this is this is big news right here. I mean, I don't know if you saw this. We talked about this last week. Uh, Freddie Mac shows that the the um, mortgage rates jumped 13 basis points, guys. Vinny, that is a massive number, as you learned last week. That's Remember ri- how much 13 basis points is, That's right? ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's 13%. 13% is insane. Wow. It's point. I know. Point 13%. I read the footnotes yeah. at the lift no, earnings I mean, report. Uh, we're, it's like we're, 13%. We're, we're used to these numbers, whether that's 6.7 or 7.1. Uh, you know, to all my real estate friends out there, we touched on this. I did a whole episode on this on the Sazcast uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, by the way. Uh, now is the worst time in 40 plus years to buy real estate. So buyer beware. You know, in energy, they say drill, baby, drill. Uh, what you need to be supporting, you know, what can you do? So, America, what can we do? You can vote for candidates that are encouraging building. You can vote for candidates that are encouraging sensible redistricting in, in cities. You can vote for candidates that are looking at the coming commercial real estate a problem that would allow developers to convert some of those buildings into apartments. So we need we need more supply of housing and that's going to help the price uh come down a little bit so it's build baby build yep next story which is very important and i'm sure everybody the 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 one we just talked about with home prices that's one thing but not everybody in america is a homeowner but the next one directly impacts you and hopefully you're mentally and emotionally tough enough to hear this story new york city has the nation's most expensive pizza. Oh, my God. Wait, Here's what? how your city stacks up. Pay attention, everybody. CNBC story. <laughs> New York City holds the title for the nation's most expensive pizza with a large cheese pizza. Ready? Average price, $28.60. That's oh insane, God. right? Nearly double the cost of the cheapest in Richmond, Virginia, $14.75. The five boroughs are officially home to the priciest pizza in the nation. Uh, states research from Claver. Real estate, the average price for a large cheese pizza in the United States is officially 1934, reflecting a 4% increase from the previous year. Uh, Clever Real Estate Estate conducted a study across the country's 50 largest metro uh, metro areas. Considering factors such as number of pizzerias per 100,000 residents, average ratings, and the cost of a pie, despite the high cost, New York City is the top, with 41% of Americans considering it one of the top five pizza cities, New York City. Rob, pull up the chart with the ranking top five most expensive at, pizza cities oh, that in the country. Pizza. Number one is New York City, 2860. Number two is Chicago, 2766. It's worth it. Chicago's got some insane pizza. Oh, deep dish? Yeah. Orlando's, oh, Orlando's third, 25 bucks. LA's fourth, 25. Las Vegas is uh, fifth. Then it's San Jose, then San Diego, then Seattle, then Austin, then Kansas City. The most affordable at the top, Richmond, Virginia. Then it's 1475, then it's Carolina, then it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, Riverside, California, Phoenix, Arizona. So all you got to do is you just got to drive from L.A. to Riverside, (laughs) Riverside, get the pizza, come back and spend $30 on gas, but save $10 on a pizza. 
Phoenix, Arizona, Detroit, Michigan, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Virginia Beach. So pizza. Tom, 2860. What do you think about the story? Uh, I think it reflects the labor cost and it reflects basically the economy and some of these blue city and taxes. New York and Chicago got high taxes, high labor costs. And look at all the blue cities there, with the exception of Orlando. Although in Orlando, you go to Disney World, and the uh, hamburger is, um, I think, $81.25 with cheese, um, if you've been to a theme park. And you, you take a look at these cities, and you look at what's there, and then you go to these more um, rural areas and smaller towns and where things are less expensive overall. What you're seeing here is labor and cost of living translating into pizza cost. And think about it. And now not only it's the most expensive pizza, at least and, and you're in New York, you could run into a migrant. You could probably get shot, uh-huh. stabbed, dragged with a moped. Your pizza could be stolen. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it, it adds a level. You like, could find your quoi. pizza in a pawn shop the next day. Yeah, so expensive. It just it adds that like, oh, my God, am I going to die getting this expensive pizza? So I think it adds it's like adds yeah, the you, character you to it. You think you're like, you know what? The more expensive the pizza is, the better it is. Yeah. But Tom made a very good point. Well, it's taxes, cost of living, inflation, the area you're living in, regulation, sure. hourly, I have to pay my guys the minimum wage. So you're not really paying for the pizza. Yeah. You're paying for a bunch of different things in that area. You're paying for the real estate. Well, as our friend Dave Portney always says, one bite, everybody knows the rules, and these bites are going to cost you out there in New York. I'll actually tell you, in New York, it's some of the cheapest pizza in the country. It all depends on uh, your type of palate, because uh, when I was... Yeah, <clears throat> young and broke and running around New York City <clears throat> in my early 20s. Thank God they had 99-cent pizza stores running all over the city. So um, shout-out to my hustlers out there in New York who are basically trying to survive What's a 99-cent pizza. What's your favorite pizza you've had? What's your favorite pizza you've had? Tom, favorite pizza, Vinny. Oh, ever? All time. Uh, Lucali in Miami Beach. Shout-out wow. to my friends down there at Lucali. Incredible pizza. Also, Angelo's. you got to give them a shout-out I was to about Angelo's. to say Angelo's. Oh, sorry Michele. about that. Angelo's, Sorry what, what would I you say? I think it's called Yonkers Pizza Bar. It's in Yonkers, New York. Pizza Bar, I think the pizza, it's like. I know your you know, favorite pizza. What? I know your favorite pizza. What? Because you know how much you can get a, a slice of pizza uh, in Russia? Uh, here we 400 go. to 600 here rubles. It's about have, $6. Listen, I don't know if you have problems. your favorite pizza. If you have problems. Yeah, imagine pizza. complaining <laughs> about pizza in, in, in Putin's <laughs> Russia. You end up poisoned pizza. <laughs> Shut so up. have fun in Russia, Vinny. Shut up. Tom, favorite pizza. Um, I'm not a big pizza guy, but. Um, I really like. How are you not a pizza guy, Tom? No, I'm not. Jesus I'm not a pizza guy. Christ. But I really you know, like. Makes CP- sense, Canadian. CP- <laughs> CPK barbecue chicken. California oh, pizza kitchen. What with barbecues? Oh, that's be such a off white guy. Wait, can, no. I, can I ask you guys a real serious question Who's right that? now? And I want to know dead serious. You yeah. too. Pineapple on your pizza, yes or no? And be careful because this might affect the friendship. Well, in pineapple, Putin's Russia, they'll kill you. Shut the hell up. And I don't think yes that's legal. No. Well, yeah, very, look, pineapple. I mean, like Hawaiian. Tom, yes, don't change Tom. the words yes or no. Do you put fruit on your pizza? I don't, but I've I, ordered it. Get but the tra- hell, traditional Pat, pizza Pat, is not. Penny, but, I, you're not going to like it. I will I will gladly have some pineapple on my pizza. However, it. it's not one I do all the time. What My my pizza, <laughs> I like extra cheese. Yes. Okay. I love mushrooms. You and me both. Olives, pepperoni. I'm straight up happy. 
and if I'm at Angelo's and he puts some of the yeah. what do you call oh, it from the, Italy the the, the Parmesan cheese no no, no, no the no, thing the he cuts truffle? what is it the oh, truffle oh, oh my god, god. god. The truffle oh. mushroom truffle pizza well, from Italy Vinny, is insane I'm with you on this okay no pineapples on the pizza no not no. Putin Russia no anything with a P you by know, the way the Putin the, the pineapple but you saw Rogan and Elon I'm not gonna lie though I will try plutonium plutonium pizza thank you that's probably what they killed Navalny Rogan and Musk did have live on the on the Joe Rogan podcast, shout out to Joe. Uh, anchovy, extra cheese, pineapple, and they ate it. And just the ASMR on it oh, made wow. me want to. I'm gonna try that. Just well, we all saw that movie sweet. back in the day when you ordered extra anchovies. It was oh, what was it Lover Boy? What Lover, was it? Called? Oh my you, god! If you ordered extra anchovies on the pizza, up with the delivery guy. you were getting some action. Yeah. All right. So there we go with that story. Rob, can you do me a favor and pull up this? Uh, so, Rob, if you can pull up the video of, uh, of Vinny's interview. Hey, wait, before you say anything. So, I'm at, I'm at St. Regis. And Jen and I, were going on a walk. So, we're going to go lay down by the beach a little bit uh, on her birthday. So, we're going out. And I open the door. The lady's like, oh, my God. I cannot even believe this. Patrick, I've been following Value Tamen PBD podcast. Diehard fan. My husband and I. And da, 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 da. I said, great. She says, but I got to tell you, the best interview I've ever watched on Valuetainment was when Vinny interviewed Putin. <laughs> yeah. I said... This lady actually believed it? No, no. She's know. joking. Oh, she's joking. But okay. So here's Vinny. You got, by the way, this is hilarious. Go ahead and play this clip. I want to show and this to everybody. And I don't ask the tough question. Go, go ahead and play this clip. This is Vinny interviewing Putin. Thank you. Some call him a hero. Some call him a villain. Today I have that the privilege hair. of sitting down with Thank the leader you. of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Mr. Putin. Who the hell are you? I was told I'd be sitting with the great Patrick Bet-David. I'm Vincent Oshan. I, I, I work for Valuetainment. Uh, Patrick got held up at your customs. He's probably in a gulag or something right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm filling in. So um, let's just get right into it. Did you or did you not collude with Donald Trump in 2016 to be Hillary Clinton? No, we didn't have to. She's the most unlikable person in the world. Look what she's done to Bill. He looks like a White Walker from Game of Thrones. Okay, fair enough. What are your thoughts about President Joe Biden? And please be honest. He's batshit crazy. I heard he wander around the White House in his underwear, bumping into walls like a Roomba vacuum. Men using women's bathrooms, yes or no? If a man enters a woman's restroom in Russia, he gets a front row seat to the nutcracker. Okay, we got it. And now for the hardest hitting question. What do you think about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Nothing but a PR stunt. Worse than Russian propaganda. Travis Kelsey dates black chicks with curves. Taylor looks like a garden rake with nipples. <laughs> okay, last Vinny, question. I'll still not to ask it, but I would do my job as a reporter if I didn't. Progosian. Some Sienna? people say his plane malfunctioned. Some say there was a bomb on it. Some people say you shot him out of the sky. I, See, I asked is that a new booster? Yes, yeah, like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I love Travis Kelsey. I'm a Swifty. Check it out. The laugh at the end. Good yeah, for I, you I, I, for I, doing a tough interview. See, you tried to say that, oh, I'm a poo and sympathizer. I was, well, dude, I woke up and I was in good, a gulag. Good to see that you could actually uh, put your mind where your mouth is Thanks. and figure it out that he's a bad dude. It's, I, it Adam, took you all this time to realize that. I love, Thank you. I love you. I love you. All right, gang, uh, March 8th. Uh, Candace Owens, Chris Cuomo, first time ever. We'll be together. Uh, Three-hour podcast for those of you guys that I think we have general tickets left. I think everything's sold out, but general tickets. And that'll go in no time if you want to be there with us. Get yourself a ticket. Um, 
QR code. And remember, anybody that orders over $100 of merch between now and next Tuesday, we will be giving away two VIP tickets to sit with staff on the side, and you'll get to the cigar lounge in the back. But you got to put a purchase of $100 or more. We'll do a raffle next week. Take care, everybody. God bless. Have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll see you again on Thursday. Bye-bye. Tuesday. Tuesday.